Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one, and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, game day. It is finally here after 11 days. The Eagles and the Commanders will do battle tonight in South Philadelphia. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome on in to Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. What up, fellas? How we doing? What's the deal? What's the What's deal? Going on, man? How you guys doing? All good, man. All good. Uh, all good. After a, uh, a weekend of crazy football yesterday and what else is new, we, we continue to get entertained by the NFL and it was... Uh, Really, from the one o'clock games on, it was craziness. The Buffalo uh, Minnesota game was bonkers. The Cowboys and the Packers game was crazy. The game last night was entertaining between the Chargers and the 49ers. And I actually think tonight's game is going to be a little bit closer. I think we prefer the Eagles roll through them, but I think this may be a little bit closer than people think. So I don't, I don't Barrett think so. does not. <laughs> I can see already. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I mean, uh, as as it pertains to the football field, what's going on on the football field, I just think the Eagles are just a better team. We'll get into it when we get into our segments. But um, I just think, you know, they're a better team on paper. They're a better team on the field. And they're definitely a hell of a lot better team when it comes to how the team is run, the front office, and all those type of things. So when you take all that and wrap it up, put it together, I don't understand why people are all nervous, you know I mean? I just can't see it. 
NFC East worries me a little bit, Derek. I know it's kind of an old school thought and they beat them before. There is a revenge factor. It's not Wentz this time. I know it's home for the Eagles, but I'm not saying the Eagles lose. I think it's going to be a little bit tighter than people think, though. I have come to appreciate the NFL this season more so, I think, than at any other time, as much as I love football. If you stop and think about it, when you go into a season, you can more or less project who the better teams are, and that's the way it plays itself out. You might have a surprise here and there. Nothing through 10 weeks has made sense in the National Football League this year. And because of that, what's behind door number one, door number two, number three, I've enjoyed the various weeks that we have seen. I mean, yesterday typified what we've watched in its entirety uh, up until this point of the season across the league. Um, And as we were talking about it on the show, I put a lot of things under the category of, I didn't see that coming, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, And so, I, be, I believe this game is going to be closer. And, and I've watched and I've looked at Washington and, and looked at their numbers. And there's a reason why their last five games have all been decided by four or five points or less. You can only kick a dog for so long before a dog turn, turns around and snaps on you. Okay. And they're three and two over the last five games. Um, they're playing closer. They had Minnesota dead to rights last week, and they let Minnesota off the hook. They were up 17-7 on Minnesota in the fourth quarter. Right, let, right. Let Minnesota yep. off the hook yep. because Heineke, Heineke went to his Brett Favre bag of tricks, and it cost him. Um, I don't think Washington can beat this team on paper, but I do think they're going to slug away because they're tired of all the outside distractions. They do understand it's a much more energetic team with Taylor Heineke under center. For sure. Um, I'm not saying it's a better team. It's a much more energetic team, and I think they're going to come out swinging, and they're going to fight this Eagles team tooth and nail um, because they're on national TV, because they got embarrassed by the Eagles early in the season. Uh, the end result should be the same, though, with the Eagles getting a win. Uh, yeah, I, I think win as well, but an 11-point spread, I think I probably – I wouldn't bet it. I'd stay away from it, but I'd lean towards Washington if I was uh... – you know, just an innocent bystander, an objective party uh, in, involved in this thing. But what a day yesterday. And everything is is made that much better, by the way, by the Cowboys losing and, and choking and falling it's apart a, the way that they did. It's a great world. It's a great <laughs> world, man. It is, man. It's a great world, man. You know, to, to think that this team, this uh, Cowboy team went out there. Have they played Minnesota yet? That's this Cow- weekend. Yeah, it's no, right. Weekend. That's coming this up. Weekend. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. They have not yet. You said I, the Cowboys. I didn't know who you meant. Yep, yep. So I'm, I'm sitting back thinking. That's at that's at Minnesota, by the way. At Minnesota. So I'm, I'm thinking, but what do I do? Do I want the Dallas Cowboys, who have three losses now, to go ahead and beat Minnesota, who only has one loss? Yeah. Or do I want to just totally annihilate the Dallas Cowboys? I'm starting to lean just, you know, totally that. That fourth game will put them in a mindset that, man, we don't belong on the same field as the Eagles. You know, so I'm I'm looking towards that mindset also. Yeah, I mean, look, this is where I get irrational. I just can't root for the Cowboys to win. It would make sense for the Eagles. It really would. Right, it would. It would. But I'll tell you, Derek, the more that the Vikings keep winning here, uh, and that game yesterday was as crazy as it gets, the more they keep winning, the better that win for the Eagles have over the Vikings looks because they haven't lost since. Uh, no, no question about it. And I've said time and time again, Dallas is Achilles heel. If you size that team up 
offense and defense, their Achilles heel has been their run defense for right. all the prowess and all the accolades that we have given them. Um, for the defensive prowess, the, the quickness off the off the ball, the fact that they lead the league in quarterback sacks, um, they they can't defend worth against the run consistently yep. to save their lives. I mean, Green Bay is a good running team, and that's all Green Bay has had up to that point. Green Bay ran for over 200 yards against that defense. Not even they, really trying. They neutralized. No, they weren't even trying. They right. neutralized Dallas's pass rush by running the ball. So what did Dallas do? Dallas started stacking the box, and all of a sudden it took until week 10, but the young man we've been talking about forever, this Christian Watson, torched him. Yep. He torched him. The first catch he had the touchdown catch over the shoulder were balls he was dropping early in the season. Yep. All of a sudden he figured out how to track a ball now. Um, and then it kept going back to him and kept going back to him. And once that happened, it opened up the passing game for Rodgers. He didn't have to stand there six, seven seconds taking unnecessary sacks. I thought Dallas would have at least six sacks against Green Bay yesterday. Mm -hmm. I believe they only had two. Right. Um, so, and this is the second time I believe in the last three weeks that Dallas has given up over 200 yards rushing, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken. Yeah, their run defense is a problem. Um, big problem. And that, that, that Achilles heel reared his ugly head again today. So what did the Eagles do well, extremely well? Everything offensively, but most importantly, they can run the ball with efficiency. So if I'm uh, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I'm having a – what do they call it, a come-to-Jesus meeting this week <laughs> about my run defense? Yeah. Because if not, they're going to be a quick exit out of the playoffs. Well, you look at it, you know, playing against that Minnesota team next week, they're going to have to stop the run. And, and and you know, with, with Cook playing the way he's playing, um, if I was Minnesota, I, even though I have the best receiver in the league, I wouldn't even try him out until they stop Cook. Oh, yeah, Dalvin Cook's going to get a lot yeah. of carries, man. Exactly. I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't even try to throw the ball until uh, they got really frustrated. And you and I can see them getting frustrated. And then you go over the top, and you have gritty going all day. If you can run the ball consistently, and they can't stop it, oh, uh, yeah. Justin Jefferson will be in the in the end zone every every other. Yeah, uh, you're right. It's a great point. Yeah, Dallas is fourth worst in the NFL against the run. The only teams that are worse are Houston, Detroit. The Chargers, by the way, uh, and then the Cowboys. Cowboys are giving up a buck forty-three on the ground, so uh, you know a lot of, a lot of yards on the ground for sure. Uh, so that's something to watch as we, as much as we complain about the Eagles' run defense, Cowboys is much worse. Uh, that's for sure. Do you guys concern yourself at all with the fact that they have they played very little? That, uh, let me put it this way: they haven't played the Eagles in eleven games or eleven days. They played two games in the last twenty-nine days. Yes, Just twice in 29 days. How big a concern is that, Barrett? Um, I'm concerned about the rest of the team being uh, rusty, but I'm not concerned be, um, for the most part. Really, really concerned because this team needs to get healthier. Um, Jordan Malata, I think he was a little more hurt than than we knew. His shoulder was a little worse than what you knew, I guess. You know what I'm saying? And because he's playing, he's playing like it is hurting him. Right. He didn't want to shove this, you know, shove that arm in there and and, and, and and punch. And when you don't do that, it allows the defensive end to get to your side and get up the field to turn you like a turnstile. You know, it turns that corner, mm -hmm. makes a shorter corner. So um, I understand that he needed to get more healthier. So hopefully we see a better Jordan than we saw before, simply because he's going to be more healthier than he was before. And I mean, the health thing is is, is is huge, you know, especially when you got 
older players on the team also. You know, teams like Fletcher Cox mm-hmm. and Jason Kelsey and Lane, they don't need um, to worry about getting, you know, rusty or anything. You know, they won't have the cobwebs. They, they'll still play at a high level, but they still have just enough young guys um, that are playing under them that they might get a little rusty. You know, like a player that I, I would think you we're gonna have to keep an eye on for for rust. To me, is CJ Garner Johnson. He hadn't played the position long. He he <laughs> needs to play it in order to get better at it. So the, he's one of the guys that I keep an eye on because I thought he should heat me heat. It would be counterintuitive for him to not play, play as much as he can play. Okay. All right. Interesting. You you worry about it, Gunner, at all, or you look at it no. like, hey, it's a, another buy. Let these guys get get you know no. healed up. No. Not this team. Uh, if they were playing a better opponent, opponent, a more formidable opponent tomorrow uh, tonight, I would say it could be a concern. If they were playing a Kansas City, even a Buffalo, a one of those teams, um, I, I would say it's a problem. Considering they're playing Washington, which has uh, been inconsistent, um, their offensive line's a mess. Their secondary's a mess. Uh, I think this team. I don't know if this team will be as, as sharp as we would have wanted to be playing only two games in the last 29 games, but the light switch will go on when it has to um, against this team and they'll hold Washington off. Um, One thing about Nick Sirianni, you know, Shane Steichen, uh, Jonathan Gannon and the leadership in that locker room, they will not allow anybody to slack uh, because as they've said from start of the season up until now, they haven't won anything. They're trying to get to somewhere. And I think everybody has bought into that. And when it starts from the top, meaning your veteran leadership, you know, a lot of times younger players, newcomers feed off the existing uh, cohesiveness in a locker room. And from day one, that's that consistent cohesiveness has been guys, the few guys who were here five years ago for that Super Bowl run. So the, the message has been clear since uh, back in May in OTAs, what needs to be done to get to where we want to go. And when you listen to guys talk, in front of the media, that's their their standard line is. We can't take anything off, you know, any day off. And so because of that, and they may come out rusty a little bit, may take a little bit to get the timing down, but because they're playing Washington, it'll click when it has to. Okay. All right. Well, look, so we got John McMullen coming up at 1230. At 1.30, we're going to talk to Amy Fadul from NBC Sports Philadelphia. And certainly always enjoy talking to Amy, but especially today, guys, Joel Embiid last night drops a 59-piece on the Jazz. To go with 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 7 blocks. He was 19 of 28 from the floor and 20 of 24 from the free throw line. He had 26 of the 27 points that the Sixers scored in the fourth quarter. He outscored the Jazz by himself in the fourth quarter. This was a remarkable. It it was remarkable what he did. It really was. What did, Ty- um, what did Tyrese Maxey say? He said he was trying to get on the ball, and Joel said, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny. At one point, Larry Markinen, who had a really good game for the Jazz and who's starting to really come into his own, he's on the free throw line late, and Embiid's like, dude, don't miss these free throws. I can't go to overtime. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. don't have it in me, and yeah. I want to go home and see my kid before he goes to bed. <laughs> like, and That's Joel's trash talk. Like, dude, just please don't make these. I, I'm, I'm cooked at this point. Like, Let's mm. get through this. It was classic Embiid last night. Well, um, we've been waiting to see a game like this from Embiid all season long, um, and he's put together back-to-back games. What has he had, like 100 points the last two games? Yeah, over 100. Uh, over 100 yeah. points the last yeah. two games. But every time he plays now, considering what we've uh, heard about him leading up to the season starting, you know, the plantar fasciitis, uh, the being out of shape, 
And with that plantar fasciitis in particular, when you're a big man, seven one, and you're carrying that kind of weight around you and you're banging bodies and you can awkwardly step on somebody's foot, um, you just you cross your fingers and hold your breath every time he steps on the court to make sure he's there for the long run instead of sporadically as we've seen him up to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's just the nature of the beast, man. Um, but I'm, I'm so happy, you know, the last two games on him scoring over 100 points, you know, combined total. But it just pisses me off that we know that he can do this type of stuff and he still he don't do it on a consistent basis. You ain't got to get it all to me. You ain't got to give me all 50 points last yesterday and and and, and 40 some points the day before. You ain't got to give me all of it. Mm-hmm. Just give me a steady 35 a night for three nights and we'll be good to go. Bro. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? I, well, I just wonder. It's it's weird with him. Like there are there are clearly nights when he's mopey, and I'm not really sure why. Uh, exactly what's going on with them. And then there are other nights, and maybe it's just the shots are falling early and everything changes. But you could just tell last night he was dialed, even the night before, mind you, that, that he was dialed in. He was making the right passes. You know, I mean, it, let's not overlook the fact that he had eight assists and 11 rebounds. He was fully engaged, seven blocks. He was just into it. And there are there are nights, and maybe this is just human nature, where he's just not quite all there. And you could tell when he's not all there and be just that guy. He's just, he's got that body language sometimes, but he was an unstoppable force last night, bro. It's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's really crazy that he can go out there and just dominate like that on a consistent basis. But then, like you said, sometimes he mopes and, and he just, you know, he, he just, he just doesn't give max effort. You know, that's what we say. There's a, there's a time when you get max effort and there's a time where, Okay, he just, you know, he's out there and he's freestyling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and maybe part of this is, you know, he had very little help last night. And, and part of the frustration that he has, and I understand Harden's out, and that's a that's obviously a big piece. But I think p- maybe part of his frustration is like, all right, I can't be doing this every night, man. Right. Uh, you know, I, I got to get some help. I mean, I, I, look at, I look at the way the other Sixers played, okay, mm-hmm. and – Tucker doesn't even attempt a field goal. And I'm not expecting much from him offensively, but he didn't even attempt a field goal. Harris, four from 12, eight from the floor, eight points. Maxi, eight for 24, two for eight from three, 18 points. Thibel had two points. That's just the starting lineup. You got off the bench 12, 18 points off the bench. Right. So he had to, and this is a close game. I mean, the Sixers got some late points to make it 105-98, but this was a back-and-forth, you know, tight game. He had very little help in that game, and and I think maybe that's a little bit of his frustration here at this point, at this juncture in the season. I can't, One question I want to ask Amy when she comes on is, who's to be counted on consistently outside of Maxie? And, of course, and, and that's with Harden being out. Because I haven't seen it. You know, when you look at the other better teams of the league, consistently you know who you're going to get the point flow through. Not with this team, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, Harris, he, he puts up 20 one night, then it's eight. Yep. You're not getting anything from P.J. Tucker. You can forget about that. All of a sudden, Thibault starting game. First, Thibault couldn't get off the bench. Now he's starting a few games. Um, so outside of outside of Maxi and, and when Harden comes back, who else is to be counted on in this team? So I think Joel gets to a Good point. Question. I yeah. think Joel gets to a point where you know what enough is enough. We're better than this now. By him doing that, is taking a physical and mental. It's going. It's going to take a physical and mental toll on him. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you score over 100 points in two games in consecutive nights, 
you know, I don't care how talented you are physically and mentally. It gets to you when you play that many games. Sometimes 24 hours is not enough to recoup mentally and physically. Well, let me ask you this, D-Gun. Oh. Did you think he started this season off or he just – all right, he's starting a season now? Because that's he's starting Ryan Yeah, I think he's yeah. starting the season right now. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't start off the season like that. I didn't – he didn't come with the same – he didn't come with the same that rawness that you know that I, that he's been the last two games. You can see he's he's making a point to be dominant these last two games as opposed to being before. So what is that? What do you equate that to? Him getting in shape or him taking it serious or him just saying, you know what, I'll start playing now. What, what do you equate this to? The plantar fasciitis. You know, we didn't know about it early on, and you right. know we kept talking about he looks out of shape. Well, obviously, if he was dealing that with that during the summer. You can't get in shape. You can't get any. You can't right. even get in shape when you go to training camp. Right. You know they kept they kept that under wraps for as long as they could before it was revealed exactly what it is. And again, when you're considered one of the most dominant entities in your your profession, um, and you're not you're not playing up to that standard, people want to know why. And obviously, it's frustrating to him. And I think I don't. And honest to be honest with you, I don't think he's completely over the, the plantar fasciitis. Now you can say, well, wait a minute, he just scored over 100 points. Yeah, but with that thing, you know, Barrett, you played with a number of guys. I've interviewed a number of guys talking about this plantar fasciitis stuff. Even I have when, before, yeah. Even when it heals, there are certain points where you can reaggravate that thing, and you try to play through it, but mentally it affects you. You're right, Gunner. It, 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 doesn't feel it, right. yeah. it doesn't feel right. Right. So when you cut, when you go up, when you try to explode off of it, it doesn't feel right. You're and it may feel right. Weak. It may feel right for 24, 48 hours. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden, instead of being at 100%, you're going to be 75, 80%. Right. You know, and then you start thinking more. You're thinking about how am I going to explode so I don't re-aggravate it. You've got to be more conscientious of when you come down. You come down. How many times do players come down on another player's foot? You see those ankles roll and stuff like yep, that yep. all the time yeah. in the NBA. You, you've got more things that you're thinking about than you should have to think about in a game because of this. Now he may not admit it publicly. The the training staff, the front office, made it. Hey man, we're just happy to have you in the court. Considering yeah. where we were, we're yeah. back at five hundred now. You know what? And him being the consummate professional that he is, he's going to try to fight through this thing, thing for his teammates and the team. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and, and look, we'll talk to Amy about it. But it was he was uh, he was unbelievable, uh, unbelievable last night. She'll be coming up at one thirty. Mentioned John McMullen at twelve thirty. I it was. Um, Another, I, I tell you that really from the Germany game at nine thirty, all the way up until the night game ended last night, NFL wise, it was another scintillating weekend. It really was. I, but I got to ask you guys about the early game. We talked about it during the week last week. Bucks win. I know it's only two in a row, but they win again. They're starting to get healthy. Brady's starting to look like Brady. This thing's getting a little little dangerous because guess what? Someone's going to catch them early in the playoffs because the record's so bad. Mm. They are winning that division. That division is hot garbage, okay? Someone's getting them early, man. They are going to be a dangerous out. I'm telling you right now, that Bucks team. If they make it, but it's, 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 it's hard to bet against Brady. That's all. It's just hard to – not the Bucks, but it's hard to bet against Brady. And when he has the weapons that he has, man, it's really tough for you to, to, um, to, to, to really count him out. I mean, they got really, really, really good playmakers, man. When you look at, you know, what he has to throw to, 
defensively, they're you know, you look at their defense, they got it looks like on paper they got one of the top defenses in the league. They did, but there's yeah, but there's so many guys that were out. Um, they're just getting back. Uh, Akeem Hicks, he's been back the last two or three games, which kind of contributes to why they've been so good the last two or three games. Him and Vita Vey in the middle of that defense, and they're protected now. Now you look at their linebackers. Their linebackers, Devin White and Levante David, are to protect now because those two big guys are there. It used to be just mm-hmm. Vita Vey there. Right. Now you got a Akeem Hicks there. It turns everything around. Now William Ghost can rush the pass and not worry about the run. Those guys are turn it up, man. They can get on the outside. Uh, Joe, what's his name? Uh, Tryon? Yeah. She, who's it? Shiinka? She, yeah, yeah, he he's, that, he's makes plays all over the place. But he's making plays now because he doesn't have to worry about the run. Yeah, he knows the big flows in the middle. So now they can they can they can they can rush the passer and on their way to the quarterback stop the run. Mm-hmm. As opposed to before they had to stop the run also because they had to worry about it because they were gapping them in the middle of the defense. So when you have those type of guys rushing off the edge, the two guys in the middle taking care of everything else in the middle, that defense looks a lot better. Um, you look at the you know offense offensively, they starting to get a little more healthier. Guys are starting to come back and start playing now. Now you got Mike Evans, uh, you got Miller, Jones is you know starting to be a contributor. Perriman, you know, he's starting to get a little comfortable with 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 receiving balls from Brady. Also, they've got a squad. It's just the squad that they have is getting healthier now. And once they do get the full conglomerate of what they bring to the table, it's gonna be hard. Like when they get Russell Gage back, yeah. It is going to be a real problem with stopping that offense. Yeah, you missed you missed the biggest one on defense, Bear. Antoine Winfield back. Oh, I didn't know he was back yet. He's is back. he back? He had five tackles yesterday and had yeah, a tackle I, for a loss. That is the brains behind that defense. As mm-hmm. talented as that defense lip is, him on the back end of that defense stabilizes that whole defense up front. What do you call Hitfield? Yeah, uh, Hitfield. Yeah, because he yeah. plays a lot like <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins is. You don't know where he's going to be at any given moment. He comes down in the box. Yep. You don't know who he's covering at any given moment, and he will smack you. I, if I'm an opponent now, Tampa Bay's that team I watch. Um, I do. I, if I'm an early uh, potential opponent, I do not want to see Tom Brady in a healthy Tampa Bay team in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't care what their record is when it gets to the playoffs. I don't want to see Tom Brady just because of his history in the playoffs. He's still is he still second in the league in passing? Think about how bad Mahomes that offense was. Okay, yeah. and, and Brady's still two. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so at times he didn't have Mike Evans, he didn't have Chris Godwin, he hasn't mm-hmm. had Cameron Brake. Mm-hmm. He's still throwing up crazy numbers. He's yep. still one of the least sacked quarterbacks in the NFL. He is still the most frustrating entity under center. Yeah, at forty five years out so of quick. age, yeah, he gets it out so quick. Well, now the divorce is behind him. He's focusing right. on football now. So. Yeah, and and our buddy Shil Kapadia uh, from the Ringer put out the what the matchups would be. Eagles would get a buy, and we're talking about the NFC now. You would have the seven seed 49ers against the two seed Vikings. How about that for a first round matchup? The Cowboys against the Seahawks. Giants, Bucks. That would be right now if things ended right now. I mean, obviously, we have a long way to go here, but that would be the, they would be the matchups with the Eagles. There's only one bye. People forget that now. There's only one team that gets it. So, I having that home field advantage is critical, man. You got to keep your foot on the pedal here. Win, baby. You got to keep winning, baby. You got to keep winning. I yeah. would want. I would want a front row seat to any one of those games. Yep. I, know, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I would right? pay. I would pay good money to see any one of those games. To be quite honest with you, unbelievable. Yeah. So uh, the Packers, after winning on Sunday over the Cowboys, have a 25 percent chance of making it. 25. So they're 
they're not done, but you know, that's still a long way to go um, for Green Bay. Still have a shotgunner. You're not you're not completely done. There's if they get in, they get in. If they don't, they don't. I just wanted to see the emergence <laughs> of some of the young players. Yeah. And they did it yesterday. Now, Christian Watson finally emerged, but Romeo Dobbs is out, has been out. Now, wait till they get that kid back on the field. Sammy Watkins all of a sudden uh, tapped into the fountain of youth yesterday yep. for a couple of plays. Didn't he? Uh, so if they if they get uh, if this kid Watson keeps ascending the way he did yesterday and Dubs comes back and of course Randall Cobb's his safety valve is is still out um, and the way Green Bay's running the football is amazing it's quite obvious now Green Bay's offensive line was structured for run more so than protecting in the past yeah yep, absolutely because they they asserted themselves against Dallas and they asserted themselves against, they had a buck eighty three rushing against Buffalo's defensive front yeah it's true. then they turned around and rushed for over two hundred yards against Dallas. Woo. So, you know, you know, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, you give him more time, he will find. I mean, he missed open guys running wide open. He missed Alan Lazard running wide open across, again, across mm-hmm. the middle of the field three, four times yesterday. Yeah, but he absolutely did. He, yep. I, mean, I mean, nobody was within 20 yards of Lazard. Yeah. All right. So we'll, so we'll dig into all these. A lot of big games yesterday. A lot of meaningful games, too. We'll dig into all that coming up at 1 o'clock. We come back. John McMullen, Birds 365. Of course, JacobSports.com as well. John will be joining us when we come back. We will preview this Eagles-Commanders game coming up tonight. Finally, the Eagles playing a football game. All right, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Yes, knowing who to trust with your finances. We know how hard that can be. It can be a really scary proposition in a lot of ways. But I can tell you from personal experience that I found somebody that I trust with my finances and my future. And that's Jim Murray and principal financial group, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you may have a small business. You're not really sure how to set up your employee benefits. It's another resource that Jim can help you with. I can tell you from personal experience, I've entrusted my IRA, my 401k rollover with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. And you can email him as well. Uh, at Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at Principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at Principal.com. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salis.edu. We're back on this Monday with Sports Take. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks in anticipation for the Eagles-Commanders game tonight. Game number nine on the season as they look to go nine and oh. We are joined by our colleague from Birds 365. Does an amazing job not only on that show with Jody Mack for Jacob Sports as well as jacobsports.com. Catch them all over the place. Philly <laughs> Voice. 6abc.com uh, postgame show with some guy named Derek Gunn uh, and, and, a, and a host of others. Uh, and they just, by the way, they just celebrated their uh, their 400th show. John McMullen, what's up, Johnny Mac? How are you guys? Yeah, Congratulations, excited. man. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, man. it. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, you know, it's a little bit more than we've seen the Eagles 400. I think we've seen the Eagles three <laughs> times in the past month. What a weird, not good. Like it's not good for the fans, yeah. John. And I understand we were look in the in the city of Philadelphia. We we're caught up in Philly's hysteria with the World Series, right? Yeah, now. that helped. Un- understandable, right? But like, I, I loathe the non-Sunday games. I'll just be frank with you. Um, I don't think it's a good thing for the schedule, and it's I know it's quirky and fluky and all that, but I don't know. They got to do better than that. No, I'm with you. I think we all like Sunday one o'clock, you know, occasional prime time. I get it. People get excited. But, you know, when you have these, I mean, think about it. The Eagles are on the bye week. All right. That happens, obviously, every year a little bit early than they would have liked. And then you have this mini bye right on the heels of it. So they go from three games and 29 games to nine games and 49, I think is what it turns out to be. So it's a little bit weird. And, you know, that's the one thing when I look at the Eagles and expect them to take the field tonight. And look, I think they're going to out talent Washington at the end of the day. I think Taylor Heineke is very limited as a quarterback in this league, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little rust uh, early for the Eagles and maybe uh, a, a few poor moments here and there. I, when, when, when I look at, you know, what, what, what this team is as they go forward, how do you see that? I, mean, I'm, 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 I get mad at people saying, oh, well, you know, maybe they should lose one so they can get back focused. Hell, they haven't lost the focus. <laughs> Why are we talking about losing focus when we ain't lost it? You know, where are we at in the process when we start being wanting to lose? Damn all of that. 
Yeah. I've no, been going to I with these two that, all day. That's silly. I remember talking to Nick Sirianni after the Jacksonville game when the Eagles went down two touchdowns. And, you know, we, he admitted, look, it's nice to know your team can respond, but you don't want to do that. You never want to do that. You never want to get down by two touchdowns. You never want to lose a game. Um, I don't get that mentality either, Barrett. Like a, a lot of people, well, can they come back in the fourth quarter? Well, why the hell do you want to come back in the fourth quarter if you don't have to? Right. I mean, it, 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 you know, people keep moving the goalposts with this team. So, you know, they don't play. I like anybody. that. Yeah, I like they, that. I like that. They, I like that. You've heard the the schedule stuff, and now now Minnesota beats Buffalo on the road. So is Minnesota relevant now, or are they not relevant? Who, who's relevant? I can't keep up with it. So, well, I, that's what I don't understand. You yeah. you knock the uh, Cowboys off. Who we know they lost yesterday, but six and three, seven and one haven't haven't you know lost the game since the Eagles beat them. But that somehow doesn't count. You know, and when you look at some of the well, other Cooper teams, Cooper Rush, Rob, Cooper Rush. Yeah, right, Cooper Rush. And, but yeah. then you look at some of the other teams, like like Buffalo loses. I know they lost yesterday, but the previous week they 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 cough up a game against the Jets, who are better, but still. And it's like, oh, that happens during the course of the season. The Eagles don't get that same kind of, you know, uh, I I don't know, excuse making rationale for whatever reason. I'm not sure. That's exactly I'm not sure what I understand is. why. That's yeah, exactly I, what it is right there. I think it just it, it it has to do with expectations. Look, I'll be the first in line to say I didn't think the Eagles were going to be this good, but I'm also the first in line to say they are this good. All right, now I've seen it. So Buffalo was supposed to be good. They were supposed to be the favorites to go to the Super Bowl. Kansas City's always a favorite. They're supposed to be good. So people give those teams deference. Josh Allen will figure it out. Look. We got to watch that game. I never get to watch Sunday games. Well, I get to watch them a lot over the past month, but um, I got to see that game, right? And Josh Allen made more mistakes in the fourth quarter. I said this on our show this morning. And and overtime that Jalen Hurts has made all year. Yeah. I mean, he he's making mistakes all over the place, but people say Josh Allen. Josh. Now, He's got extraordinary talent. I'm not. I'm not taking that away from from the kid. But I mean, you have to give this Eagles team credit. They they they've managed. They're plus fifteen in turnover ratio, which you know coming into this week, number two was plus seven, and they're top five in explosive plays. So to be able to generate explosive plays without turning the football over. You saw Buffalo. Well, they get explosive play, explosive play, explosive play, turnover, turnover, turnover. You know, that's usually a give and take, not with the Eagles. And that's the reason they're 8-0. Yeah, John, I see a team that's prepared every week. That like you, like you, I'll hit a couple of your checklist here, but they don't turn it over. They take it away. They don't give up big plays. They get big plays themselves, and they get sacks. If you ask any coach in the league, like every one of those are, are, are plastered up on his wall exactly. for, for a formula for winning. And they do it every single week. And yeah. all these other teams, granted, I, I'm not taking anything away from Kansas City and some of the other teams that are really good. However, they're more flawed. They just are. And I know the oh, Eagles yeah. schedule has a bit of juggernaut, but guess what? The league stinks. Let's be real about this. It is a parody-filled, mediocrity-filled league. You're not going to be able to play – the 85 bears every single freaking week. And, and I just don't understand no. why people can't see that. 
Well, and I would ask those critics, who who can they play? Who can they play to satisfy you? And the answer is nobody. The answer is the Super Bowl will be here, and if they're in it, maybe then. Um, otherwise, it's going to be this team stinks, this team stinks, this team stinks. <clears throat> I don't know. You what, know? What, but what do you equate that to? Do you equate it to our quarterback? Because that's the only reason why you differentiate yeah, it, it, those it's teams got to do from with other the quarterback. teams. It's got to do with the quarterback for this reason, Barrett. If you look at the two teams, everybody, and Kansas City and Buffalo again, if you look at those two teams. Allen Mahomes. At Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, from 2 through 52, uh, 53, there's no question the Eagles are, are, are deeper and more talented than Kansas City and Buffalo. There's no question. Um, so it all comes down to the quarterback. Um, and people don't believe, for whatever reason, Jalen Hurts is doing what he's doing. I, again, I'll be the first first in line to say I didn't expect it, but I'm watching it every week. The kid has been phenomenal. I'm not going to tell you. He's playing at an MVP level. And right now, he just lapped Josh Allen. I don't want to hear about Josh Allen. <laughs> Thank right you. Right now, it's Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts, and some might want to put two in that conversation. Yeah. I know my partner in the morning does, and that's fine. But I don't want to hear. He's about been Josh like that Allen. ever since the beginning, yeah. though. He's you been mean a, you mean yeah. a Josh Allen who leads the NFL in interceptions? And, that Josh and Allen four straight red zone uh, turnovers in the last two weeks. And and you know Buffalo, the Buffalo defense gets the big stop on fourth and goal, and you know he might have got in, he might not have, but whatever. The call is the call on the field, um, and the game's over. And he fumbles a, a quarterback sneak coming out of the end zone. I mean, yeah, I mean that's yeah. Basarchek level yeah. stuff right there. And it, but they survived it because they get down the field again. Yeah. But then he throws the pick in the, on his own twenty. That was yeah. a chip shot field goal, and that game's yeah. tied. Yeah, and 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 Patrick Peterson baited him. Um, you know, very savvy uh, defensive back. Something James Bradbury sort of does to opposing quarterbacks with the Eagles. And he took it. He took the bait. And, you know, he's trying to make the big play. He's got a lot of Brett Favre in him, uh, which is good, and, but it can be bad. He thinks he can make any throw at any time. And sometimes you got to lay up as, you know, if yeah. you want to tin cup it, uh, sometimes you got to lay up. John, here's the bottom line. You know, all of the all of the lounge chair critics and, and, and observers and, you know, we get caught up in it at times as well who want to critique the Eagles based on their schedule um, and this, that, and the other. The bottom line is, until further notice, they are the only team in the NFL that has been able to overcome every adversity they've faced. No matter how you want to break it down, the bottom line is they are perfect up to this point is because they have been able to do what 31 other teams have not been able to, to do, overcome every crucial situation every adversity whether it's running the football in a timely manner whether it's coming up with a turnover in a timely manner whether it's getting a sack a force whatever the case may be they may not be perfect but there is no such team in the national football league as a perfect team but this team comes to being as close to perfect as any other team they're compared to because they're still standing here undefeated at this point yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and, and Rob mentioned some, some of the statistics that matter, and I, w- I would take one off, but, you know, from what Rob said, this team has kind of, since Nick Sirianni has gotten here, he has said two things. 
you know, besides the final score, which is obviously the most important statistic, the only two that matter to this coaching staff are turnovers, turnover ratio, and they're plus 15, and explosive plays, winning the explosive play battle. If you win those two categories, you win the game. They've won them in every single game. They've won every single game. Um, you know, that's what they're built upon. That's when they're predicated about. Uh, limit explosive plays, generate explosive plays, and take care of the football. As long as they do that, they're going to be the best team in the NFL. They're the most well-rounded team. They're, they're the only team that can go into a particular week. I don't know how they're going to beat Washington tonight, but I know they're going to beat them. They mm-hmm. might do it with the running game. They might do it with the passing game. It might be Devontae Smith again. It might be A.J. Brown. It might be Dallas Goddard. It might be turning it over. Taylor Heineke is apt to turning the football over. Uh, might be pick six here. It might be something else, a strip sack from Hassan Reddick. But they can beat you in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Other teams have identities. Everybody talks about identities like it's good, and it can be good. Certain teams do certain things very well. This team can beat you in a host of ways. That's very difficult to deal with. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Do you think that they – because every time I say this, you know, I, I want to preface this by saying they always overcorrect on everything they do. If they if they haven't gotten Dallas got the ball, <clears throat> damn well make sure they're going to get him the ball, of, uh, you know, abundantly over what he should get it the next week. Against Detroit, they didn't tackle well. They tackled everything that wasn't strapped down in the uh in that dome uh that day. I mean um when they played against them at home. Then they turn back around, you know, this week, they don't know how to tackle again, you know. So yeah. do you think they overcorrect what what do you think? Yeah, I do. They do, they do tend to over I expect them to have one of their better tackling games. But you know what, Barrett, they're not a good tackling team. They're not. Um, you know, they have they've made and JG always says there's a give and take to everything in the NFL. And they've made sort of this cost-benefit analysis. It's more important to have playmakers that can turn the football over than guys who tackle well. You know, think about it from a safety perspective. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson leads the NFL in interceptions. You know, he might have trouble tackling you guys on, on certain plays, but what would you rather have? I compare it to a home run hitter in the middle of the lineup. Go back to the old Phillies with Brian Howard. You know, you might have a, a, a five-tool player who's who's really good at everything. He hits 300. He wins a gold glove. He steals 20 bases. He's got a good arm. Or you want the guy with the 50 home runs and 150 RBIs in the middle of your lineup. That's what, that's what the home run hitter does. That's what Chauncey – that's what the splash plays do. It might not be, you know, would you love to have – the splash plays with with the sound tackling. Look at Trayvon Diggs in Dallas. What does everybody say? He takes the football away, but he takes chances. So he's going to give up a big play every now and again. But what what would you rather have? I think the Eagles have made the right decision. But as long as you have Chauncey out there, Kaiser White, Hassan Reddick, you're not going to be the best tackling team. You got to be you, you got to be honest with that. I equate that to you know me playing. I'm playing against Dion. I hear Dion could do everything. Dion, yeah. you know, best cover guy in the league. 
But I pulled around one time, one time on a uh, we called it nineteen Bob, and I pulled around. And when I pulled around, it was cold outside, and Dion was the widest man on the field. So my responsibility was blocking the widest man on the field. I run towards Dion. Dion runs out of bounds. <laughs> he ran out of bounds. I can't say, "What's up with that?" He said, "Bro, bro, they don't pay me to do this. They pay me to cover. They don't even pay me to tackle. They pay me to cover, and that's what I'm going to do." You got that big fella. You got you got your block. You got an A on your block, bro. You got an A on this play. <laughs> I'm like, but that's what it is. You know, yeah. as long as yeah. you're doing what you're you're a cover guy, you're gonna cover, you want turnovers, you're gonna get turnovers, but you may lack in something else, and that's the tackle. Yeah. Yeah. And and certain things are more important than other things. Now, look, when when Derrick Henry shows up, even Jonathan Taylor next week, Saquon Barkley. They're going to have to tighten up a little bit, but they're, you know, I think pro football focus has got them 31 out of 32 tackling. They don't, they don't tackle well. And I don't think that part of it's going to, going to change. John, I know how you feel about the game tonight. You think the Eagles win, but uh, how different is this Washington team than the one that they saw in week three? The obvious <clears> thing <throat> is Taylor Heineke, but they do have some additions, Brian Robinson, et cetera. How much better, worse, is this the same team that, that they're going to see this week? Um, it's a little bit different because you have the shifting quarterback. I mean, Taylor Heineke isn't going to get sacked nine times. No, but you no. know he's going to um, he's going to give the Eagles opportunities to turn the football over. He's going to make a few throws that have you scratching your head at times. Uh, the front is very good. Look, Nick Sirianni said it in week three. This is the best defensive front we're going to see. Um, Jason Kelsey told me that last week. Yeah, this is the best defensive front in football. Um, Jonathan Allen's playing in an all-pro level. So um, they're always an issue. Uh, Chase Young's not going to be back. He's not going to be mm-hmm. out. But even if he was, he was going to play 10 or 15 plays. So they're still really good up front. They also have – Better uh, back seven people, I think, than people realize. Cam- Cameron Curl, I would say two of the five most underrated defensive players in football are on Washington. Montez Sweat, I don't think people realize how good he is. Very good. And and Cameron Curl is their safety. He's really good. I also like Benjamin St. Juice, their big, long corner. Um he had a great game against us. He did. He mm-hmm. did. And, you know, he made Justin Jefferson work. Uh, yep. You know, Jefferson still got whatever, 120, but he made him work for it. Um, so he's a good player. They they have more good players than people realize. But the quarterback is, is, is so limited. I don't know how they're going to do much offensively, at least consistently. <laughs> I think the passing game is going to have to be on point tonight. I mean, I think we can, we we overlooked the fact that Washington was the only defensive front that held this running game to under 100 yards. They held them to 72 yards running the football yeah. last time yeah. they played. You know, and that alone, and, and that's not a bad thing because I think that will put help put some distance between the Eagles and Washington in terms of score outcome, attacking them through the air. But I think it's going to be – extremely tough trying to run the football with consistency against their front tonight. Yeah, you're probably right, uh, Derek, because uh, uh, Deron Payne's having a career year. He's already a good player. He's he's on a contract year. I I mentioned Sweat, um, and Allen's the best of the bunch. He's he's playing at an all-pro level. 
Um, so they're they're really stout. Now they they have some injury issues at linebacker. Two of their uh, linebackers are are out, so that might help a little bit. And then if you go back to that week three game, St. Just as Barrett was saying, played well. Uh, Fuller did not play well. That right. was Devontae Smith had his best game as a pro. Buck so, 69. Yep. Yeah. You you can do some different things with St. Juice, but I think the Eagles will focus on on Fuller. Uh, if, it, if they want to switch it up and put them on AJ's side, it's kind of pick your poison. That's the beauty of the Eagles in the passing game. I mean, did who are you going to stop? He had a pick, but it got called back or something like that. You know, they, uh, it was St. Juice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was pretty clear yeah uh, he made that, he, he yeah he um he it was it was past interference yeah but he yeah. played i mean he was he was cocky and everything yeah, yeah he was physical. cocky and everything yeah. against um mm -hmm. receivers yeah hey john just look at the picture of the nfc right now and we know the vikings had the the win yesterday we, we just chronicled it but uh, are you buying them and who would you say is the biggest threat to the eagles san francisco thank you um yep mm -hmm. I, it, look, at some point, you got to give the Vikings credit. Even the Giants, they keep winning games. But, boy, I look at San Francisco as as tested. And I don't like Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I kind of see uh, an Eagles situation developing. You know, Debo Samuel's back healthy. Brandon Ayuk has developed into a really good player now. George Kittle's George mm -hmm. Kittle. And all of a sudden, you throw Christian McCaffrey in there. And oh, by the way, the coach is Kyle Shanahan, yeah. who maybe yeah. is the best coach when it comes to using manufactured touch players. So it's kind of the same thing. If they get healthy defensively, and by the way, they're really talented defensively when they're healthy. Um, you know, you look at that offense and say, "What? Well, what do I do with McCaff when McCaffrey, Samuel, Ayuk, and Kittle are out there?" If they get in, they're going to be a real difficult out, San Francisco. And to think Ayuk just a year ago was so deep in the doghouse, you yeah. didn't know if the 49ers were going to keep him or not. He couldn't even get yeah. off the bench. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's got the wake-up call this year. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it's funny how the old guard, you know, somebody's got to win the NFC South, right? So it's mm -hmm. going to be Tom Brady. It's going to be the Bucs. And all of a sudden, they're going to be in it. Mm -hmm. um, San Francisco is going to be in it. Who knows? Maybe even Green Bay is a wild card. Aaron Rodgers wakes, awakens. Uh, Watkins had uh, Watson, not Watkins, had three. Christian Watson had three touchdowns. It could be the old guard in that five, six, seven seed, and all of a sudden you see the Giants and the Vikings get upset early in the playoffs. Oh, uh, not that you say it, man. I'm looking at their defense. Because mm, I'm, I'm looking at their um, Armstead is not playing right now. No. Really good, really good three tech. Yep. Really good player. And uh, Abakum, he's not playing right now. Yeah. So I would say that, but I mean, you have Lane against Bosa, uh, Jordan Malata against uh, Abakum. That's, that's a matchup right there, man. With Armstead yeah. in the middle of that defense and two, you know, linebackers that run well too. You know, Greenlaw and those guys? Yeah. Uh, Warner yeah, might Warner. be the best, Warner, best yeah. linebacker. Um, yeah, I haven't seen Nick Bosa get blocked since he's been in the NFL. Yep. I mean, <laughs> right. You yeah. know, 
he 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 got injured the one year, um, but man, he is he is tough to deal with. And Kinlaw's um, not playing right now. Kinlaw's still on injury reserve. Yep. So if they get healthy on the defensive side, look out for that team. And with the way D'Amico Ryan's calls a game, because he's sending people left and right, you don't know where he's sending them from, but they're coming. All right, I'm convinced now, D Gun. That's only, only because of Max said it. I'm convinced right now that the 49ers are, you know, you guys are trying to. Talk uh, oh, now to he's others. now he's yeah, believing in the Niners. They've been trying to talk me into it for the past. God, we've been we've been saying all for like the last month, like Barrett, you guys, come on. He's like, ah, 49ers. Now you say it, he believes it. Hey, like look. the parents that he doesn't pay attention to, and then somebody from the outside says it, and he, and he believes it. Right, hey, look, right. I don't, I don't care when you believe it or how you believe it, just as long as you believe it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they are. I've been fighting you guys for the longest. Well, man, I say the, you know, what you see is other teams have just sort of like, like, like if they're, in, I didn't believe in them either in any way, shape, or form. But the Rams just buried themselves. The Saints yeah. just buried themselves. Like a lot of teams just took themselves out of this completely mm-hmm. this past week. I think. Yeah, and the Rams, I mean, yeah, who knows? I mean, I can't believe that offense is a bad, you know, a Sean McVay offense is that bad, but they're that bad. I mean, they really are. Um, and now Cooper Cup is out. Yeah. yeah, now Cooper Cup is out. Uh, you know, obviously this week was understandable. They didn't have Matthew Stafford, but, you know, when Ben Skoranek is your second receiver, you got issues. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Sure, you know right. they have well, talent. John, to fish where up. can we catch you? We'll catch you on the uh, on the post game show tonight. Is that correct? With Derek and Mike and Seth and Devin, right? We'll catch you there. And yeah, post game, uh, pre game. Don't forget the pre game with Barzetta, well. uh, yep. D Gun. You'll be a part of that, right? Pre game yes, show. I'll be there. All right, all right. Uh, halftime show. All oh, we got you covered from top to bottom. Pre half and post, and then uh, birds three sixty five and jacobsports.com. Yeah. That's about as good as uh, it gets. Two hour sleep night. Yeah, that's it. The yeah. fun turnaround on, on Bro, a Tuesday. Yeah, I want to hear it because I got up and I did the um, the early morning show today. That a boy. So, you know, I, I, was, <laughs> I was on ninety four six to ten, and then yeah. tonight I got the post game show and no sleep for the young and yeah. very and 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 good looking people. No sleep yeah. for us. <laughs> No sleep for the You're ball. So handsome, you, you can you can lose a little sleep, but it still won't affect anything. Barry, yeah, I mean, so let's tell him, tell him, John. Yeah. No sleep for the ball headed, good looking guys, yeah. man. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's not affect us. So. Appreciate you hopping on, man. Thanks for a couple minutes, and uh, looking forward to your coverage tonight and uh, and tomorrow as well. Thanks, John. All right, thanks, guys. You got it. That is John McFarland. All right, all right, all right, all right, guys. All right, all right, all right. Now you're buying it. Now you're buying it. (laughs) Out of all this time, you guys finally convinced me. There you go. There you go. No, John convinced me, not you guys. Well, all right, so real quick, before we get a timeout here, and we're going to talk to Amy Fadul at 1.30, but Giants go to – we're going to get into this when we come back in the NFL segment. But Giants Mm -hmm. are 7-2. Vikings eight and one. Uh, Bucks got themselves even at five and five. The Seahawks lost to the Bucks, so they're six and four now. And throw the 49ers in there at five and four. Of those teams, who scares you the most? Is it is it Derek still for you, the Niners? And if if it's not for you, Barrett, who is it? I'm gonna go with um uh, you want me to go? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go right, right, no, go right ahead. No, go ahead. I, I I'm still gonna go with Minnesota. Because you know, you are what your record says you are. And we're talking about a team that only lost to the Eagles, the best team in the NFL. From top to bottom. Um, and when we played them, Thielen was not playing like Adam Thielen we knew about. You know what I'm saying? K.J. Uh, Osborne wasn't playing right. But now these guys are starting to make it happen. Cook is – I mean, watch him, man. Next week, he's going to have a great game against Dallas. He's going to beat up on Dallas. 
I just don't see them being able to, you know, a, a team being able to knock this team out because they're built. They're built well. They got a really good offensive line. People are downplaying how good their offensive line is. I love their two tackles. Uh, they just went out and got T.J. Hawkinson. You know what I'm saying? A tight end to to so so both he can go in the middle of that field and 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 take care of the middle of the field, man. Now they just have the, they have his wide receivers on the outside. Now they have somebody in the middle of the field to, to control the middle of the field. That's all they needed, really, from an offensive standpoint. They have everything from an offensive standpoint: receivers, tight end, running back, good offensive line, and a quarterback. And it's only going to I mean so much time until you know Kirk Cousins really gets it together and starts playing well on you know primetime games, man. With the offense that he has now, he's got to get out of that, man. He's got to get out of that. And defensively. They're starting to be more aggressive now. You know, guys are starting to take chances. You know, you look what happened with Patrick Peterson. He's like, you know what? I ain't got nothing else to lose. I'm going to start jumping routes, using my film study, showing these guys, look, we can make these things happen regardless of what Ed Donatelli's uh, calling. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of what he's got, we're going to play more aggressive. And I think that's what's happening to this defense. These guys are starting to believe in themselves to play tighter on, on, on the defensive side of the ball. I got you. And they're they're really good at winning close games, too. They yeah. have won a ton of tight games. How about you, Gunner? Is, is it still the Niners? As long as as long as Kirk Cousins is under center until he can win a big game, I'm not buying Kirk Cousins until yeah, further that. notice. All you right, number that, yeah. two, as long as Ed Donatell is calling that zone crap defense, <laughs> I'm not buying Minnesota on defense. I said That's they what. start they start jumping plays on the yeah. ball on their own. On their yeah. own. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Peterson, 95 years old, and, and Josh Allen served up two. Stevie Wonders could have seen those picks coming that he certainly that he picked up, and that's not taking anything away from Minnesota. But you know what? You live by the comeback win. Eventually, you you die by the comeback win. There ain't no way on God green God's green earth Minnesota should have won that game yesterday. Nope. And you look at they've had a couple of those that the the Saints game in in, in London. Yeah, a couple. It's five or six games they've won like that this year. Detroit. They've won five or six games like that. Yeah. If you're gonna press me right now. I don't want to see Freddy Krueger Brady in a playoff. Yeah, old yeah. man Brady, yeah. Freddy Krueger. You know what? You think he's dead, and he comes back. To, he comes back to life. <laughs> Jason from Friday the Thirteenth. You think yeah. you got rid of him? He's come back, and, and he all might of a sudden, be. He might be a little angrier now. There's some pictures out with Giselle and, and a, a, a male uh, suitor. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's so, not buried the lead, but I'm supposed to see this already. So Tom Terrific okay, so, might have so, a little more edge to him. So uh, did now. you see that? We've been we've been just wild by Seattle, the way they've won games, the racking up points. Yeah. To be in all honesty, did you see Tampa Bay jumping out to a 21-3 lead over, over Seattle? No. Okay. No. And so what is it? They're healthy. Brady's focused on playing football. They're in one of the worst divisions in football. Yep. I do not want to see Tom Brady. Tom Brady, as much as I've, 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 I mean, I don't use the word fear. As much as I wouldn't want to be a first-round opponent seeing San Francisco, I do not want to see Tom Brady, who's uh, who's a ticked-off Tom Brady. He had to go through the embarrassment of this lawsuit that became, this divorce suit that became public. Mm-hmm. They struggled. They weren't healthy. All of a sudden, Cameron Brady is back. Antoine Winfield is back. Okay, Russell Gage is out. He's coming back. When they have their full arsenal, I don't care what anybody says. They're dangerous. You know, the Showtime says D-Gun's a, cheese, a cheesehead. I don't, I don't care about that. You know I me. Mean? You know, here's the difference between me being a cheesehead and your average football fan. I call my team like I see it. 
you guys will never say that I was on the bandwagon of Green Bay in any way, shape, or form. I told it like it was, and as you guys said, you know what, D-Gun, you were right. I'm telling you right now, Tampa Bay, with Tom Brady now focused and ticked off, that man is dangerous. Yes. At 45 yes. years well old. Well said. Well said. Look, I'm with you. I, I would still, if I was ranking, I'd probably go Niners first, but I would not want Tampa early. Uh, that's for sure. All right. Let's get a timeout. We'll come back. We'll dive in fully into our NFL segment when we come back. Everything that went down yesterday, and we'll certainly continue to discuss the Eagles at 1.30. Amy Fadul is going to join us for NBC Sports Philadelphia. We'll talk about Joel Embiid's historic performance. Last night, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, time to tell you about Pro Action Restoration. Yes, Pro Action Restoration is the place that you call or reach out to if your home or your business or a property that you own may have had the uh, the experience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage. You name it, they can handle it. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I went through it on a Saturday, called them. They were right over. They diagnosed the problem. They fixed the problem. They cleaned it up. The price was reasonable. It was really an unbelievable experience. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. And Pro Action Restoration has been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. They will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So if it's any of the above, and if it's even you know something else that you're not really sure about, you can call them for a consultation. But water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, give them a call. 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760. Or you can reach them online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, saves thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean.
At Salus University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salus.edu. Welcome back in, everybody. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, and Derek Gunn. It's funny, man. You bring up the uh, the pictures of Giselle with this jujitsu guy in, like, Costa Rica, and the comment section just explodes. Oh, damn. It, it's oh. unbelievable. <laughs> oh, that hurts, man. And he can't do nothing about it because he gets choked out if he says something to him. All right, right, right. Got him around the kids and that. How you gonna have around the kids? Too early to be around the kids. Oh I you, damn! I know, man. I know. Damn. Ouch! I feel he's for him. He's probably happy. He's probably happy she found another distraction. Well, you know I, what? Yeah. You know what, man? I say, hey, man. Sometimes, man, just having peace. Peace, man. Peace. <laughs> Y'all understand, man? Peace, man. Just having peace, man. That's that's. Sometimes that's worth more than anything, bro, to have peace. Yes, yes, it is. Not and to peace. say that I'm talking about me. I need peace or nothing. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm not way, way to cover, Bear. Nice work. I was backtrack there. Way that was cover. like a uh that was like five step drop, not a not a seven step drop or a nine. I step cannot drop. believe you guys. You two, you two are the worst, man. Cause you guys put me in awkward positions when I only be saying something and you guys yeah. should be thinking I said something. I got your back, man. You want me to talk Listen. to somebody, I'll talk to somebody. Whatever it takes. <laughs> I hear from you. Know what? You know what? In this day and age we live in, got to be careful what you say. Exactly. Got to be careful. Got exactly. to be careful. All right. So NFL guys, and, we, and we've hit a bunch of these games that were crazy. But all right, let me ask you this. Let's start with the uh, with the Buffalo Minnesota game. The catch that Jeff Justin Jefferson makes to me was better than Odell Beckham Jr. No it question. was in. It was more traffic. It was traffic. It was multiple defenders around him. He had to almost wrestle it. Odell Beckham was insane, but he wasn't even really covered on the play. I'm taking Jefferson all day over OBJ. What, what is it about these damn LSU and Alabama receivers, man? Incredible. What are they teaching them there, man? What water are they drinking down there, man? Those, but, yeah, you're right. Those guys, both LSU. Uh, the defender had know. two hands on it, man. He had two hands on it. And he, just, it. he just, like, cuffed it back in, man. But then he finished the play. Mm-hmm. The ball was upside down behind his back. Yes. Hit the ground. Kept hold of it. Yes. How big are these guys? I know I got big hands. Yes. My hands reached from here to here. I think it was um it was ten and three quarters. Those are hands. That's not hands. Those are claws. That's not a hand. <laughs> catch but I can't but I can't catch a cold, bro. <laughs> don't don't do, don't do Mr. Catch uh Stefan Diggs act because I think that was uh, up there also. Two the two of the greatest catches I've yes. seen in, in pro football happened well, in one game. You gotta put helmet catch in there because it yeah. was the Super Bowl. Ty, uh, David Tyree. Yeah, it's yeah, got absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he but he pinned that up against his helmet, though. I mean, you Stefan Diggs, what Stefan Diggs and Justin Jefferson did yesterday, one handed is are you kidding me? I'm checking the hands for stick of obviously. Right. I'm, I want to see what's on you. I want to see what's on your hand or your glove, bro, real right. quick. It's almost like yeah. you need a you need one of the pictures. Uh, one of those yeah, pictures that referee empires come up, man. You know, referees or whatever you go. I'm calling hey, officials timeout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, give me your hand. Let me check your hand as you walk off the mound. Uh, 
But that was that was unreal. I mean, that game was just there were so many different moments in that game. I mean, the, the fact that the, the Bills fumbled after they get the stop, they fumble on their own inch line, basically, and hand the Vikings a touchdown. Then there's still enough time to get down the field. Davis makes the insane catch on the sideline, which yep. probably if it was reviewed would have came back. But anyway, yep, yep, yep. and they get it to overtime, you know, and, and you still lose it as you're driving down the field. It was, oh my God, was that game crazy? Yeah. I, initially I thought Josh Allen fumbled a snap, but if you look at it, when you looked at the, the low level replay, the center short snapped it, you know, and he never got his hands on it, but still, right. That is a that's an academic play. You practice time. Snapping the football is an yes. academic play, and it happened at the most inopportune time. He short snaps, and I'm sitting there going. And my brother's text. We text him back and forth watching this game. And my and I'm like, well, bro, welcome to the losers club. And all of a sudden, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> but this Vikings team has lived by the the comeback luck scenario uh, scenario for much of their season. Yeah. And you know what? They're eight and one. Can't take that away from them. But it's going to come back and bite them. You are. There you go. It's going to come back and catch up. Watch what I tell you. It's going to come back and catch them. I'm just waiting. I hope the I hope the Vikings go fifteen and one. I really do. No, sixteen. Well, we did. I want to go, go sixteen and one, and then get blown out in the first game so I can call my brother who who, who will be in who will be his. He'll probably shut his phone off. For yeah, you two have weeks. no chance that he's going to no. answer you. No, no chance. You know, right? I was in. I did the same thing, man. We did the same thing. We went fifteen and one right, right. with Ben being our quarterback right. his rookie year, but lost in the championship game to the eventual uh, Super Bowl winning cheaters. Because you remember all that all that stuff came down with Spygate came down yeah. because of our oh, game, yeah. yeah. You know because of our game. I mean, they were. I Absolutely. remember being on the field and I'm sitting in the huddle waiting. You know, we're on goal line, sitting in the huddle waiting, and they're like, "Hey, hey, uh, 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 fullback." Blast right here, blast right here, and they move everybody. I'm like, how do they know? So then the quarterback comes in, then Ben Ross comes in. Hey, um, they're gonna uh, we got you know, ISO lead on three on three. I'm like, they just called a fullback blast. We our play is called ISO read, and and and, and they they know exactly where the play is going. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going on, Harris? You know, uh, calling the plays before Rodney Harris was. I'm like, dude, I know you're smart, but you're not that damn smart. You got to know something, man. Got to know something. Yeah. Well, what is it? You ain't you if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So anyway, that game, you know, as crazy as advertised. Jeff Saturday in his debut. Unbelievable. All the heat. He got all the heat last week, as did Jim Ursay, as did the Colts organization. He goes on the road and wins. I I, I want to give props to Saturday in a minute, but look, can we start with what a disgrace the Raiders are? And I'm not just saying this to, to break Barrett Stones. I, I am a little bit. But yeah, I, I mean, they I are really an embarrassment. I deserve. Like, there, there are some bad football teams, and then there's the Raiders. Oh, the best part about that game was Derek Carr standing at the podium like T.O. crying. Yeah. We, we put in all this effort, and this is the end result. Yeah, you know why? Because your team was overrated. All yeah. that talent you have, you were overrated. And by the way, they got to the playoffs last year with Rich Basilla taking over for Gruden. Yeah, they did. Okay, the guy they ran out of there. Yeah, they did for, for Josh McDaniels. So for for whatever it's worth, uh, don't they play the don't they play the Patriots next week? Um, do the Raiders mm. play the Patriots? I don't know off the top of my head, Barrett. Let me check that. Uh, they play Denver. Oh, they play Denver. Okay. Yeah, on, on, they 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 play the Patriots this, uh week fifteen. Now at how home? Now how about this? They're gonna go up 
and get slaughtered by a Denver team. Who stinks. <laughs> You're right. Who lost again. <laughs> there, you, did you you realize um, – I was looking at this because I was looking at some defensive stats. So Denver's defense, okay, and, you know, keep in mind, they're, all we ever heard was, oh, they're going to be this, they're going to be that. Now they have Russell Wilson. Now, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but right, right. whatever. Denver's only giving up 16.6 points per game, yep. which is number one in the NFL. Okay. Yeah. Then you go to the other number. Remember I told you the magic number. What's the magic number? 17. 17. Go to the other side. They're scoring 14.6 points per game. The worst in the NFL. They're number one in points allowed and dead last in points scored Denver for, and that's an offensive coach, Nathaniel Hackett, and it's Russell Wilson. This is how goofy this season is. Denver is like the prototype of how weird this NFL season is. Well, Denver also went up against one of the more rugged defenses in the NFL. And that's not to excuse the fact the offensive firepower they have. You paid a quarterback $243 million who's known for lighting it up, creating plays, extending plays. They did play a nasty Denver defense who, oh, by the way, finally got Tannehill back, who, oh, by the way, threw two touchdown passes. You didn't have to rely on Derrick Henry. So it made that offense as bland as their receiving core has made that offense that much more diversified. But look at, look at Tennessee's defensive numbers across the board, man. They ain't no slouch no, they're defensively, real. you know, no. they're real, but you're right. Denver is one of those teams that falls in the category of, you gotta be kidding me. This is what, you know, them, the Raiders, uh, Green Bay, all these teams, the Rams, you gotta be kidding me. This is what the season has turned out for them, yeah. you know, and obviously uh, Josh McDaniel, how long did he last in his previous head coaching stint? A little yeah, I don't think it was – was two it two years, full years two? or two and a half? It I wasn't thought it was long. less than two. I think it was less than two. I'll find it. I'll find um, it. He may not he, – he, he may be one and done here. And then he'll go back to New England and beat his offensive guru again that Bill Belichick needs in 2023. But <laughs> – He said 2023. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, he yeah. does need them uh, oh, yeah. considering what their offenses look like. Well, um, he, didn't he uh, draft he, Tebow in the first round? He did. Who? Oh, yeah. He did. You're after Tebow in the first round. Well, I mean, John Elway has something to do with that also now. All right. So uh, he didn't even he, – he was their coach in 09 in Denver, and then they fired him after a 3-9 and nine start in 2010. There you go. Yeah. At this rate, he may not get through this season. You know. Now, I understand uh, Hunter Renfro uh, is out. Uh, Darren Waller is out. I get that. But still, you you know, you, you, you drop – you've cut – your number one draft pick safety, you know, that's not all Josh McDaniels. That's a brain trust that makes these decisions when you do that. Yep. Um, and that team is going to – this team went from a team of promise of, under Mike Mayock and those guys when they had like six first-round picks in a span of two years. One draft, they had 13 picks. They had like six of the first 70 players picked it in one picked in one draft or something like that. Mm-hmm. And very few of them are still around. Oh, yeah. A ton of them are gone. That organization is – you talk about cursed. And, of course, Barrett put the put the ultimate whammy on him before the season started. <laughs> the, way, the way he talked up the Raiders before. But you know what? I was buying in with Barrett. I said, you know what? They the should, Raiders, though. The Raiders are that team that could have challenged Kansas City for yeah. that division title. And but, Well, Diga, look at this, though. Hmm. This is his second time going in as a, um, as a head coach. You should have learned the first time and had a better, you know – a, a better outcome going into your second time. You would think right. that you would be better as a play caller, as a, as a, as a head coach, when you go out there and do that. And Josh McDaniels is still trash. 
trash. I know. How I does know. that happen, man? How how do you have your your whole conglomerate of an offense when you have Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs running the rock? I mean, at the time you had your uh, you had Waller, your tight end. You brought in Devontae Adams. We have backpack boy. We know backpack boy was going to do yeah. something. Uh, Keelan Cole. You know, you had weapons. And then on the defense side of the ball, you brought in Chandler Jones. Yeah, you did. To go opposite of Max Crosby. That's yeah, all did. the makings of being a bomb. Yep. A bomb yeah, defense, bomb mm. offense. Oh, it's a bomb, all right. It's a bomb. <laughs> it's a ticking time bomb. That's uh-huh. what it is. How do you cut your best safety? Exactly. Uh-huh. They're a mess. Look, what's his name? Mark Davis. What is Al Davis's kid? Is it Mark? Whatever. He, I mean, he's a buffoon. You know, and he's ultimately uh, running the show. I don't know, real not to mention, he looks like Chucky doll from from the. the See, the, I don't want to say that, man. I'm not. Gonna, I'm I not going to question. I, I, I'm not going to say it. Uh, it's question that man's appearance, but every time I see him, it's like, dude, you're a multi-millionaire, man. You need somebody to give you a makeover in a hurry, yeah, bro. You can do better than that with that bro, guy. He can afford a better wig than that. Uh, exactly. Guy, bro. Or just you, shave. You it think off. it's a wig? Oh yeah. You yeah, think okay, wig, whatever it is, bro. I mean, come on, man. You know, you know, you got like me. I shave my head bald not because I have to. Like, like, look. If you look at everybody, look closely. Look closely. <laughs> my hairline grows all. I have to cut it. See my hairline growing. I grow. You I have more hair night. than you need. Yeah. Right. So it's it's growing. I'm it's growing. I just cut it yesterday and it's growing already. If I stay, if I don't cut my hair for three days, I literally will have enough hair that I can line it up and everything else. I can cut it off every single time. All my hair grows in. I don't have any bald spots anywhere. And yeah, I saw the San Andreas fall on one side, didn't I? Let me see. <laughs> you see that? Yeah, you probably saw. You see a couple of caverns and stuff over here. You know, right? Where's wife? Where's wife? Hit him in here with a coffee mug. Exactly. <laughs> well, sometimes oh I. Gotta learn, gotta learn, man. Yeah, gotta learn. <laughs> uh, but no, but the so the reason I even brought that up is Jeff Saturday wins, man. And and to his credit, he makes a, a move before the game, goes back to Matt Ryan, um, and says he's my starter. Now uh, we'll see how this goes. The Eagles get him next week, by the way. That's who the Eagles play on a oh. short week. So the Eagles are getting him. We get him up close and personal. But however you did it, you won on the road with a, you know, jumping in there basically on a Wednesday as becoming a head coach in the NFL, not an easy thing to do. So give me some props. And you see Jonathan Taylor back. You see him break off that one run. What a difference that makes. What a difference Jonathan Taylor makes. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they end up getting the win. Uh, The Giants won again, man. And, and again, you want to talk about level of competition and you know, whatever people don't want to give for some reason, give credit where credit's due. I don't know. All I know is this Giants team now, despite beating the Texans yesterday, is seven and two. Just keep winning. You know, and Saquon's over a buck fifty yesterday. Mm-hmm. They rode him. You know, he had 35 carries in the game. And, you know, Daniel Jones just continues to do the smart things. He doesn't he takes care of the football. That's stable. Yeah, it's Dable. And, and and Barrett, I know you uh you sent us this video. Dable is not afraid to get in somebody's uh you know what? Uh Bro, he, went he was nuts. Cussing him out, dog. Yes. Like dog cussing him. Mm-hmm. And I can understand getting cussed out. Like I, I can remember, you know, perfect example. I got cussed out one time. We're playing against the um it's the Super Bowl year. We're playing against the New England Patriots. We're winning, going to halftime. We're going to kick a field goal. Now, the field goal was already 40 yards. All I did was flitch my arm like this. And they threw the flag. I jumped out. They said I jumped outside. Okay, whatever. We kicked the field goal again. We make the field goal. Well, as I'm walking off the field, I look over and I make eye contact Uh with with Cower. And he goes, you. And I start running. (laughs) 
I'm hauling ass back to the locker room. I ran up the steps, went to the locker room. Fastest you ever moved. Bro. So all of a sudden, I, um, I, I'm in there, and all of a sudden I hear B, B Coward, that's BS. That's BS, poor chump. You can't do that. I look at this. I'm like, oh, my God, he's cussing me out. And all I see in the back of him is Joey Porter, James Ferrier, uh, um, all these guys, you know, acting like BC, cussing me out, man. You know, and, and every time I see him to this day, Heinz Ward, every time he sees me, uh, James Harrison, all the first, first day, they only say, what's up, B? What's up? They go like this. That's BS, poor <laughs> chop. That's BS. They don't even say hello. They say, that's BS, poor chop. I'm like, come on, man. I mean, this has been 15 years ago, and they do it every time they see me, man. Unbelievable. So he stayed in my face. I mean, he cussed me. I'm like, oh, my God. In front of everybody in the locker room. He had a whole scene there. I'm like, oh, man, I feel like this big. Yeah, well, it, look, it happens. But Dable is doing a great job. You know, that's for sure. Um, a couple other odds and ends. So we were talking about this, I think, last week or the week before. So Deshaun Watson is now eligible uh, to start practicing with the team. He can't play until week 13 against the Texans. So that's his his layout. So the, the way that works, and, and you're looking at this Cleveland team that was just trying to sort of hold on for dear life till he got back. They're a big – I mean, they're three and six. I, I think if you can't almost completely count them out, they're like teetering on, you know, bye-bye. He's, he's, got, a, he's got a tough job in front of him to try to resurrect that thing. That's not going to happen this year. <laughs> Agreed. It's not going to happen this year. Well, why is that? Why is that? First of all, it's too late in the season when you look at how they stack up against the other teams. Right now they're the 11th seed. Um, I don't think they're going to leapfrog over too many teams in the AFC to get to the playoffs, number one. Number two, he'll put fans in the seat for both good and bad reasons. You're going to have a lot of people in the stands booing him because of what he allegedly did, There's a lot, of, especially when he goes on the road. Wait until you see some of the signs, some of the creative signs in the stands. Um, I just think it's too far gone. Cleveland's another team that couldn't stay healthy. You know, the running game has held that team apart uh, for the most part, held that team together. For the most part, the defense has really been disappointing mm -hmm. for all the talent they have on that defense. That defense has been a big disappointment. They have, you know, and I, I can't ways. believe it. I'm sorry, man. What? What? I agree to everything you just said. And it's kind of caught me, man. I'll call me. About you know, this is like uh, this is like <laughs> three or four weeks in a row when you've openly admitted. And I applaud you for because I know how much it I'm pains gonna... you to say you agree with me in anything in life. But this has been three or four times. Uh, uh, no, I know, the last week. Row. I yeah. know, man. Matter of fact, it was multiple days last week, which is unheard of for Barrett. And I know it has cost you many hours of sleep. Uh, sleep waking up in a cold sweat. Well, saying, sleep derogation? That's what it is. Yes. <laughs> I, lack of sleep. You just, oh my goodness. You it takes him getting sleep. up at 3 30 a.m. To, to agree with, uh, with he's, Derek. He's, he's, he's risen out of a, cold, a dead sleep, and his wife is uh, waking up startled. What's wrong, B? I agree with D Gun on several occasions this week, and then try to go back to sleep. What is going on? <laughs> well, the bottom line is, ever since I've met you, I told you one thing that you fought. You fought tooth and nail. If you listen to me, you'll be smarter. I try to tell you that from day one. But that's you not know? the that's not the first thing you say to somebody that's coming in. You know what I'm saying, and, and, and trying to learn a new business. Wait, Instead wait, of saying, wait, "Hey, man, wait, how you doing?" Wait, be there, like, okay, all right, you, all right. Yeah, let me, you're right. Let me give you. Let me give you something. Let me give you and something, it, man. It, it's if not you listen it, to me. But if you if you, you remember, <laughs> if as you not as hi you, Barrett, not hello, no. what's up? What's your name? Or if you listen to me, you will be smarter. 
Thank okay, you. let me. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up because let's see, um, have I not have have I lied to you in terms of how you prepare to, to be a journalist, on camera nope. journalist? Absolutely. Have not. I lied to you ever about you always? What did you always ask me, D Gun? You spent all these hours prepping for this, that, and the other. Have I, has that not turned? Oh, you've talked about it many times. How you got caught with your shorts down live on a show that and, you weren't prepared for, and it'll never happen again. Have you have ever. you been prepared? Would you have not been able to work through that? Right, right, right. right. So I have not lied to you. I've I've taken joy. I don't you you know I'm not self serving, but I've taken joy in proving Barrett wrong on a number of occasions. <laughs> I've enjoyed it immensely throughout our long and illustrious friendship bond coexistence. Why can't you just be like? Why can't you just be like Rob? Man, Rob's like, AB, if you try this, it'll work. Instead, instead, he got He got to more fun, Derek. He got to make big speech. Yeah. He go. Exactly. Namaste. No, direct, direct into like this. Yeah, you know, here's why. Here's why, Barrett. Because I've dealt with too many ex-athletes who thought, and I'm not saying you in this category. I've dealt with too many ex-athletes in my lifetime who think they can just naturally make a transition from being an athlete to standing in front of the microphone, and then they get in front of a microphone. It's like, oh shoot, this is not as easy as I thought. Right. So because you were a nice guy, I gave you the direct approach and told you exactly what to do. Did I not? You did. And right. here we are still today. I don't know how it happened. Here we are still today working together. Right. I don't know how it happened. I'm still trying to figure that All out. All right. Well, you know what we're going to do when we come back? We're going to talk what, about it. Rob, what are we going to do when we come Barrett's back? One of Barrett's current, present colleagues, one of our former colleagues, and we love talking to her every time we have her on. That's Amy Fadul to talk about Joel Embiid's explosion last night, 59 points. At 2 o'clock, we'll get it back to the Eagles. We'll preview a little bit more deeper into the Eagles-Commanders game as well. So you don't want to go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. We are. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill sports take jacob sports youtube network time to tell you about flynn tree services yes flynn tree services is an experienced licensed and insured pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property they offer cost effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face so if you have any kind of issue in your tree or yard they're just a quick phone call away they are experts at trimming any type of tree, and they service southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services will specialize in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, we're in that time of year, winds. There are some of the gusty winds we had this past weekend in the area, but anywhere, really. It's also hurricane season. It's a good time to get your trees evaluated. If you need to, to trim them back and them taken down, whatever the case may be before things get crazy, now's that time. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. 
Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salis.edu. All right, we're back. One happy family. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Stake, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Gunner, what's wrong? No, no, no. No, we ain't, no, we ain't one happy family. <laughs> now my oldest daughter, Annalisa, jumping in the chats. Sorry, Uncle Bear. Uncle Bear. Who the heck is Uncle Bear, first of all? Wow. Uncle stop, Bear, stop. sorry Siding about that. with Barrett sorry, over yeah. her own father. Sorry. Yeah. No, this is, this is the one kid who's always, Dad, can you do this for me? Dad, can you do that for me? <laughs> yeah, well, guess to. what? This week, I will be having a... Barrett family meeting. Who oh, Barrett boy. will not be there this week. <laughs> Sounds like a very special episode. Barrett family. Why not? Meeting. You yeah. see this, Uncle Bear? Sorry, my dad yelled at you all the time. Ha ha. See, oh, see, they understand my pain. They understand really? my pain. Really? Your pain. Yes. Your pain yes. have helped you become better. Nice. Have I not? Well, you, you know who has who has had to endure this kind of insanity for a, for far too long in the in the news now now content room whatever it's called at this point the one and only. Amy Fadul from NBC Run, Sports. See what you walked run, into, run Amy? Now, Amy. Run. <laughs> I love it. That. I'm already Run, in. Amy. Don't do it. 
Don't do it. Family splitting apart. You know, Barrett causing trouble. Derek. Cutting, no, no, no. But see, Jamie will tell you. I, I do things a lot different now. I'm very professional when I, I don't believe work. it. I don't. Only believe thing I don't do is check my emails, my, my work emails. Oh, they, they oh, know they send they send my emails to my personal yeah. and, I, and I and I answer my personal emails now. No, you don't. You don't answer that one either. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I, you. I, I tried. No. I tried. I mean, I tried. I, Trying to answer an email is like being kind of pregnant. You either you answer it or you don't. Thank you. That's, See, that's why I love that. this. I love it. You open it up and you look at like it. it and there's a little thing. It's called reply. Thank you. But hold on. But see, but I, I, I no, because um, I knew the, I knew about a meeting -uh. you had to tell me just, about. Did you just give me a nuh uh? Nuh uh? Am I talking about nuh uh? Nuh uh? What happened? Remember, I, I, remember I, I made that meeting? Remember I did. that one time you made that meeting? Yes, I do. Yeah. Actually, I was very uh -huh. proud of you that day. Job, uh, they sent, I, think, I think they sent 14 emails about how it was mandatory for everybody to be on there. Amy, he, re showed up. he refuses he to admit that he's still a former football player. <laughs> a football player's mentality is much oh. different than the rest of the world in terms of oh, what they think they should do and should not do. Annalise, he's doing it to me again. You know what? Stop mentioning my kids' names. <laughs> Oh don't you God. don't even know my kids like that, Amy? Th this is like a therapy you know session. What? I don't even know. It is. I love like, it. What you normally, guys I, into normally it. I look forward to Mondays, but this all started. My day was shot at about eleven oh two this morning, and it ain't getting much better. And I'm telling you right now, at I still got a pre and post game show to go. Uh, it ain't gonna be much better. That's right. For it's the rest a long of this night, day. baby. Oh, oh yeah, long night. I, you know, I'm, I might be better because I usually I'm focused better when I'm angry, Gunner. I do a lot better. Oh, on here. Oh, also, by the way, uh, I've taken over at least the last couple. Hey, Trish, uh, the last couple of times, uh, the Degon Memorial stand-up position. Shout out! Oh, have it's, you? Uh, it's, yeah, it's been it's really nice. It's still, it's yeah, still well. in existence. Oh, yeah, I know where that is. Right I know where it is. Spot. Oh, yeah. yeah, and she she does it very well. I mean, over yes. the stadium, sitting right there, Absolutely. does it a lot better than we backdrop? did it. Yes, Kevin Flatley like lights it up really Absolutely. nicely. It's, it's yes. beautiful. It's a beautiful shot. That's See, awesome. you guys used That's to awesome. laugh at me, but all of a sudden, you know what? D guys got something going here. Wait a Listen, minute. Let me use it. It's a beautiful <laughs> backdrop. There you go. Do you use the overhang? Like, hey, Amy, when it's like raining, do you use that overhang? Oh, yeah. You scoot over. You scoot over a little bit. You go. Absolutely. I'm talking about. Like, you're, still, you're still giving back, Derek. I right, like but you it, know what? <laughs> what is that? What is the statue that's out there? I mean, it doesn't look. It doesn't Derek's look statue? It, no, no, no. That's a gargoyle. Yeah, it doesn't Dr. look anything. J. So it's like an interpretation <laughs> of Dr. J like going up to dunk. But the weird thing is, it's like there's multiple Dr. J's in it. So it's yeah, it's a little too out there, I think. Wait, is it Will? I thought it was Will Chamberlain. Will, is, that, is, Will. is Dr. Oh, J? Is it Will? I thought it was it's Dr. Will. J. It's, it's kind of a yeah. no, no, no disrespect to Will because I love Will and everything he stood really for. Will? But the yeah, first Will. time I saw that statue, I'm like this. Yeah, it's odd because there's like multiple faces and multiple hands and yeah. feet. I'm it's not sure strange. Wilt would would love that bad boy, but who knows? No, I mean, no. we, we don't know. No. Um, no. Don't well, know like it, Wilt, Amy, it Wilt. was Wilt esque last night. Which oh wow! Holy I mean, smoke. how about that segue? Uh, 59, 11, 8, 7, 19 of twenty eight from the floor, twenty of twenty four from the free throw line. Look, he played great the the, the previous game. There's no question about that, mm -hmm. but. You could almost tell from Jump Street last night that he was fully engaged and on. And to the Sixers' credit, they just rode that horse, man, for sure. Yeah, Tyrese Maxey said after the game at one point in a timeout, they're like, well, maybe we should run like a pick and roll. And he's like, how about we just 
give it to Joel because, you know, he's good at the basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we'll just yeah. do that. Let's listen to the 22-year-old who might know more than anybody else who's trying to get cute here. Yeah, yeah. Mower. Let's not overthink it here. Oh. The guy is on one. And uh, it was funny. At the very, very end, though, I think they came uh, – Tyrese somehow got the ball. I think that they were trying to take the air out. And he looked over at Embiid, and B was like, no, man, I'm, I'm gassed. Like, please don't even give me the ball. I am so tired right now. To your point, Rob, I mean, he played almost 80 minutes back-to-back. It is not that long ago. This guy never played a back-to-back, much less almost 40 minutes in two games back-to-back. So there were some times he wouldn't play in 40 minutes mm-hmm. in a week. You're right. So, I mean, to see where he's come, but that fourth quarter – he scored 26 of their 27 points. He's the only person to have a field goal. Um, he, the only other thing was, I think, a Daniel House free throw at the beginning of the fourth quarter. He literally took the game over. Um, there's obviously a lot more balanced scoring on that Jazz team. You saw that they have the highest scoring bench. You saw that Absolutely. their leading scorer was Beasley with 18. The next leading scorer was Tyrese Maxey with 18, a cool 41 points behind Joel. So I, it's just one of those games that you just sat back and thought, we get to watch this. I mean, yeah, this is they, ridiculous. History. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Amy, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, when you talk about how Joel dominated in that fourth quarter. And I want to ask you this because you watch this team at a lot closer than I do right now. Okay. So now taking into consideration that, that Harden's going to be out for a while. Mm-hmm. Who's the, who's be, beyond Maxie and, and Joel. Who's the consistent help on this team? Because no. it, it, it doesn't exist. I mean, and I'm talking no. about the starting five. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, who who's who's gonna? They're not going to go far with, with with playing like this. No, it was funny because I asked Mark Jack. We had that conversation, and you guys know how it is yeah. when you're on set somewhere. You have a lot of the conversations in the commercial breaks, and then you think, "Oh, we need to have this." And sometimes they aren't as good uh, for whatever reason um, that you have them. But we tried to have that conversation a bit late in the post game show because the question begs to to be asked. Jim Lynham put, he's like, you can't do that in the playoffs. They're not no. going to let you do that. No, no. matter how you know, great you are, no one's going to have a 59-point, eight assists, seven block. It's just not, that, that it can't exist. So what schemes, Jim is trying to pose this question, what schemes can you run to get that kind of effort? Not meaning the 59, 11, 8, and 7, but some kind of like con- consistent effort because in the playoffs you obviously have to sustain that. And, and Mark Jackson was like, listen, I believe in this team. I think that they could get there. They've got the pieces. We just haven't seen it. And I know that it's early. We're looking at what a Baker's dozen, you know, 13, 14 mm-hmm. games in. But the problem is, to your point, Tobias Harris on paper should be that guy. Now, yes. he's had to change roles so many times, I've kind of lost count. So now he's in a different role with James Harden out, which is good for him because he can be that volume guy. He's not a volume shooter. They've asked him to be that one in James Harden's absence. Last night was an off night. The previous two nights, he was having, you know, 14, 13, 12, 15 shots a game. That's what you need from him. You can't have these games where he goes two for five from the field. And it's it's kind of puzzling. And and you wonder when that light switch might go on. And then when it does go on, does it get completely derailed when James Harden comes back? How can they get that from him? Because the previous couple of games – Tobias Harris has been having 18 points, 21 points. That is who he should be, and that is who he's shown us. That's right. But, I mean, he hasn't shown us this year. Before Harden went out, he was averaging about 13 points a game. And you cannot have a guy that's, you know, one of your starters 
certainly a max player. And I know the contract is what it is. We can't change that. 13 mm-hmm. points is not good enough. I mean, 18 points is what you're looking for from him. So the answer to your question, D-Gun, is, is no, they don't have that guy. And that is very troublesome because you look at the teams that are consistent winners, they have that guy. There you go. You can't have a guy score 60 yeah. and then the next guy score 20 and then everybody else is five. That's yeah. just not what, going to work. And, and this may tie into your point. What are, what's their identity? Like I, I keep, mm. I ask people this all the time and I, for the life of me, I don't know. I mean, Embiid can go crazy one night. We know that, but what, like, what are you hanging your hat on here with what they are? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because it was like last year, like, Oh, are we a good three point shooting team? Oh, I mean, you're above average. So they were a good three point shooting, not a great point three point shooting team. Were they a good defensive team at times, but that really wasn't their thing anyway, but they would, they had superstars. So it was kind of like, Oh, when you've got James Harden, Joel Embiid, you don't need identity. They are our identity. That's okay. But to your point right now, you do have to have something to hang your hat on and it's not defense right now. They're not super, um, active. I think that will come. DeAnthony Melton has been a guy that can show that, that he can be that kind of glue guy. They call him Mr. Do Something. That was his nickname in Memphis. And you see that at times here. Obviously, he's been a little bit banged up with that back stiffness, but they don't have that calling card. They're not a really good defensive team. The Jazz, they're a three point shooting team. That is what they do. They're second best and they stop the three. That's what they do. And they've gotten it to the tune of 10 wins, a surprise of all. So I don't know what their identity is. I hope that it's going to be a more complete team. But right now, I don't see that. I don't see a complete team. I see a superstar, a really, really good young player, and just waiting in the wings to see who else steps up. Well, that's that's what I want to know because he's not into, you know, Doc's not into playing his younger guys. You know, he's got his guys. You know, I mean, how come you don't let a Paul Reed go out there and get more minutes yeah. right now early in the season, you know, shake milk? Get these guys early in the season so when it really counts towards the end of the season, these guys will be developed because they played in the first half of the season. Yeah, Barrett, your point is a good one. The fact that the bench rotation has been very interesting. And Doc has asked about it to the media's credit every single post game because there's games where Paul Reed will go out there and he'll play 18 minutes. The next game, Paul Reed's a DMP. Montrez Harrell comes in, leads the bench. Eight points right away in three minutes. The next game, a DMP. And you're thinking yep. – what like what are you doing in game in game what are Go you back doing to the game in atlanta harold yes. brings them back they brings cut it to four and they were it. dead and buried and he yanks them the and the next game he didn't play a lick oh, didn't what? play a lick <laughs> he, he literally scores like eight points in like 45 seconds he plays three minutes that game the next game nothing, nothing. then you see him in this game so and montrose harold's his guy i mean that's yep. his guy so I don't know. And he's asked about it. He said, listen, we're still trying to figure out this backup center role. It's a fluid situation. I've got guys that I, I see more as rebounders. I got guys that I see more as scores. Interesting thing is we talked about this on the pregame show yesterday. Charles Bassey has developed into a really nice backup center down in the Spurs. San Antonio Spurs. Ah, da, da. Where was Charles Bassey about five months ago? Oh, here in Philadelphia. You know what this so, is akin to, Amy? This is Joe Girardi not playing you know, uh, Bryson Stott or, Stott. or, or mm-hmm. yanking, uh, Bohm. And, it, but then it takes, it takes Thompson and, and, and pulling to do it. and pulling Nola after yeah. 50 pitches. I mean, it, it's, it's very, and I get that it, it is fluid and I know it's early, but if you're a championship team, you can't be having these major questions. Like what is your bench rotation and what is your identity a month into the season? You just can't, I, I think you need to develop that. 
I know that they're still learning how to play to, with one another. That is a thing. And, and there is no really practice time in the NBA. They will have some this week because of the weird scheduling glitch. You know, they played Saturday, Sunday. And now they won't play again until Friday. But you look at the Bucks team that's coming in. They've got an identity. I know they've been injured, but they've got an identity. And they've got cohesiveness. And this team, as good as they show, like, gosh, I mean, what a game over the Suns. They held the Suns to 88 points. That mm-hmm. was such a monumental win. And then this game with Joel and B just going bananas, like th- those don't look like the same team to me. Like on paper, you look at it and be like, huh, but they are. So pick one and go with it. Amy, the shake Milton um, hmm. thing perplexes me the most. I mean, it's not like he's a newcomer. Doc knows yeah. him inside and out. And when you're struggling the way they've struggled, struggled early on, the fact that he was a, a DMP, how many times? Or he gets in Never. for one or Garbage. two meaningless minute. Minute. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out: is he in Doc's doghouse? Does Doc not trust him? I mean, because he was productive last season. Oh yeah, he was productive, and he and he showed it in the second half of the season. So I'm wondering why they don't remember that maybe I more. Um, I know that they do like DeAnthony Melton more in that that backup guard role, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that Jake Milton doesn't have a role on this team. I think he's a guy that can give you 13, 14, 15 quality minutes. I think he's a serviceable defender. I think he's probably better than serviceable. And I, he has a good shot. Maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe Doc doesn't have that confidence. Maybe Shake hasn't shown him to have that confidence. But he's shown glimpses. There was a game uh, last week. It was the first Hawks game, I guess it was, that he got in and you thought, oh, okay, well, you gave us a little something, and then you don't see him again. Shake and is my dude. Before. Exactly. Yeah. That's so my dude. It is very, very troublesome to see the rotation. Be, and I'm sure for the guys, I mean, Mark Jackson can, can speak to this. He tells stories about how when he would be starting or the first guy off the bench and then all of a sudden something would happen, whether it was, you know, an injury to somebody else, a scheme, a, a front office decision. And then all of a sudden he'd be like, I went from playing 25 minutes to seven. And there was no explanation for it. He said there's right. always something, but there was no explanation for him at the time. And he's like, listen, I'll do whatever it's asked. And, He's like, he just hopes that these young guys stay ready. And it is weird to call Shake a young guy because he's not hes not 20. He's right, been right. here multiple years. And I know guys like Matisse Seibel have holes in their game, but Shake doesn't really have that big of a glaring hole. I know his defense isn't on par with a DeAnthony Melton or a Matisse Seibel. His offense isn't on par with uh, maybe some of those guys or a Tyrese Matt, but it's not that far out of the realm for him to be a serviceable backup point. Long, I mean, what do you long? make of, of just Joel's kind of mindset? We we know he was unbelievable the last couple of games, but it seemed early in the year there was almost like a mopiness. Mm-hmm. Is that is he frustrated with yeah what they've surrounded him with, or was he frustrated as, as he couldn't maybe rehab their or condition himself the way he wanted before the season? What do you think? I mean, I think there was some frustration on his part because he really after that Raptors loss in game seven, he really took his offseason seriously. And he had never done that before. He was a guy that was, you know, 7'2". He grew overnight sometimes. Sometimes he was 7'3". He was a guy that just rolled out the, the bed and was a really, really, really good basketball player. For a guy that hadn't been playing that long, he didn't start playing basketball until he was 13. Here he was in the league going crazy at 20 and 21 years old. So I think that was his first wake-up of, like, I really have to do stuff. So I think there is a, a pretty good level of frustration on his part when he does have something come up because he knows – that's what everybody says about him, that he's injury prone. And he knows that people think that he is not a guy that works out and 
eats right all the time because we all know the Shirley Temple stories and all that other stuff. He's not <laughs> that Chick-fil-A. guy anymore. Yeah. Chick Fil A, yeah, I mean, he would house Chick Fil A, Popeyes, and all that other good stuff. You get a free one so, today, by the way. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I got my app. All right. Yep. Um, I'll be headed out to get my snacks. <laughs> uh, that's, that, honestly, that's the thing people go craziest for. Like Lori Market didn't think so mm-hmm. much, but. But I think there is a level of frustration because he doesn't think he is that guy anymore. He thinks he has matured beyond that. And I think there is a frustration level when he had the plantar fasciitis that he couldn't get in. And, and big guys take a lot longer to get into game That's shape. Right. And he, right. he especially, we've seen that over the years. And, and Mark has really been a big proponent of it. Load management, those days are out. Joel Embiid needs to play as often as possible. And you saw that there's never in the history of the world that you would have thought a guy could have scored 101 points named Joel Embiid back-to-back games. Just, but he does because he is a rhythm guy. He needs to get in that rhythm. So I think through that frustration, what's coming from that, and I think that he has been hurt. I mean, you heard him the other night talking about he couldn't raise up his arms some days, and I thought, and he's like, oh, it's whatever. I'm like, that's not whatever. That that's <laughs> that's problem. a big deal. Yeah. Of course, he blocked seven seven shots last. Yeah, night. somehow that arm was all right last night. Yeah, yeah. He says, oh yeah, oh I, I feel I feel great. I feel great now. <laughs> Girl, your arm is gonna fall. Your shoulder's gonna fall off the day before, but. Oh, I feel well, great now. You know, I, look, if, if we're all being really honest, I mean, he he is a bit of a drama queen. Let's he is, real. and I think he, I, I listen. I mean, I think most of the league is. The NBA yes. probably has more yeah, of those. He's not alone. Most. Yes. No. Well, look, no. Look. All right, answer me this then. At this point, Rob has him towards mid to late December. I say maybe the first or second week of January. D Gun said he needs to stop right now. When is Doc getting fired? <laughs> Oh my God! There was definitely Welcome like to the show, eh? there was there was a thought that I told you to run. Break, there was this break like right now we thought, gosh, if they you know lay a couple of eggs against the Hawks and then they get blown out by the Jazz, like oh they got four days off, maybe they. And then of course, <laughs> I was like, I got to be prepared, you know, in case something happens. Nothing going on over here, just no, fire. battle stations ready. So uh, no, I mean, I think I think they're very reluctant. I think this ownership group for sure. But I think also this management is very reluctant to fire a coach. It is very problematic unless you have a backup plan. Like look at the net. Jacques Vaughn, I think he's going to be fine and whatever, but they didn't have a backup plan. They threw in a, a, a guy that played at West Virginia that I remember from him playing at Kentucky and thought, oh my God, the Celtics went with that guy, Joe Missoula. Right. No, not Joe Missoula. So unless you have a plan, it's going to backfire on you. And if you're a team with championship aspirations, you cannot go like willy nilly into the, you know, the, the, the abyss. So I think they're, I think they're very reticent to fire him. So I'm going to go with not this year. No, Amy. Yeah. You see what happened to the Phillies when they fired G. That is actually the point. Josh Parker is probably hoping the world series lasted for 85 games. Yeah, exactly. Just to kind of like, out of here. Yeah, did well, you I, see what happened to G? Here's the other what thing happens that, after that? That, that honestly scares the heck out of me. The, the name that seems to be brought up all the time is Mike D'Antoni. And I don't want any parts of that. This is the Houston Rockets of the North. No, like, thank you. Yes. It, so, yeah. but you're not going to defend and you're going to lose in the second or third round. Yeah. I mean, okay, My go. thing is, if you're going to have a new coach, go for a younger voice. And I don't mean that in the, the age, but in a, a newer to the team, newer to the city, newer to the players, that kind of younger voice, younger to them, not age-wise. I don't care how old the guy is. The guy could be seven years old, but he's a guy that they've not heard from. His style may be a little bit different. I look at what Willie Green did down with the Pelicans. 
Yeah. Willie Green always wanted to be a coach. He was a guy that grew up wanting to be a coach, apparently, when he was playing. I mean, we guys, we all talked to him. He was a great guy to cover. He just had that kind of aura. He turned that team around. I mean, the Pelicans team, yeah, they got an influx of talent, but they they were just kind of like listing. And listen, I don't know if he's going to be a super successful coach, but I know he's a good coach. And I think he's a guy that can turn teams around and win. And so I look at something like that. Maybe Jacques Vaughn's that way for the, the Nets. Who knows? But I think they need a, a guy that's a newer guy to their system, to their team, to their players, to something. If you're going to make a change, don't go with another, my opinion, with another, hey, this guy's been a coach in the league for 30 years. Like, we could, you, you can find those guys anywhere. Yep. What about the, 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 um, the Nets ex-coach? Steve Nash? Yeah. Yeah, oh. um, I mean, he would be a new voice. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I was ever really sold on Steve Nash as a coach. No. Um, I'm sure he. Listen, he's hell of a point guard. Tyrese Maxey would probably learn a bunch of stuff. But I don't. I don't know that. I don't know enough about him as coaching style. I just he never overly blew me away. Like it, he had Kevin Durant on his team. Like my God, I hope you can roll out the bed and win 50 games. You got Kevin Durant on your team. Turns out he can't, so he got fired. Amy I think I think for Doc Rivers um, longevity with this team this season will be determined by how well he can manage Embiid's minutes on the court because when you're Mm. talking about that plantar fasciitis especially with a bigger man you know you can say it's fine but that thing has a way of resurfacing at any given point and I think that's going to be strategic you cannot keep playing Joel 42, 43, 44 minutes. But it goes back to what we were discussing earlier. There's somebody or somebodies that need to step up on a consistent basis to fill that void to keep this team on on a, on a track of where they want to go. But you can't overuse Joel and be when a big man's coming off a plantar fasciitis like that. Mm-hmm. That's a tricky yeah. thing, especially when you yeah. play as many games as they do. Exactly. And so I think that he'll they'll just continue to ride him 38 to 40 minutes and then James Harden will come back and then Joel will take a week, month off. And then and they'll all come together in May. Yeah. And then and then James will have another hamstring issue for two months. And, you know. <laughs> oh, geez. It's just, I love I, I, the Negadelphia. It's, it's just my favorite. Yes, it's, 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 no, yes. yes. Today, today is for me is Negadelphia. Yes. yes. Wait, today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm not a Philadelphian, Amy. You can't put me in that that, that oh, barrel. Boy. You can't. No. Nope. You're from the slower lower for us. I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> well, I live I live in the slower lower right now, but I'm just a good old country boy from the Midwest. There you go. There you go. Well, everybody's Amy. optimistic. And by the way, Amy, great job hopping around, whether it's you know oh, thanks, flyers, buddy. whether it's you know having to deal with Barrett on Bird's Hunt, <laughs> what, whatever yeah. job they, they throw at you, you crush. I, I will say uh, she's thanks. a chameleon. Thanks, Robbie. I yeah, appreciate it. Jack of all trades, master and none. Yes, yeah, she, she just she knows how to put on the green dress. So if they put her up on the background, she'd be like invisible. Just, just blend right in. Invisible. That's right. Yes. Yes. Blend right in. Uh, Amy, keep up the great work. We appreciate it. We always love having you on. Thank you, Amy. And uh, I tell everybody, thank you, Amy. Uh, You can check her out uh, doing uh, Sixers pre and post as well. You can follow her on Twitter at Amy Fadul NBC as does a phenomenal job. And yeah, she uh, does have to put up with me, man. Does have to put up with Barrett, which is really nothing needs to be said beyond that. Uh, (laughs) Not everybody's strong like you two, man. It's true. Gunner, we're going to let you get out of here. You got to get on the road. You have the pregame yeah, show uh, with Mark Farzetta, uh, along with yourself and uh, Devin Caney, correct? Uh, who else is involved? In uh, pregame is Seth Joyner, Mark, Seth. and myself. Yep. Okay. And then post, post will be uh, yep. yourself, Mike Missinelli, Seth, 
And Devin, am I missing yep. anybody? And John, John uh, McMullen. John McMullen will be on both. Yes. Yep. Halftime as well. All right. Uh, Derek, have fun tonight. We'll be have back fun, tomorrow. Bro. Same time to recap it all. All right. I'll be there. Thank you, Derek. Bye, Derek. Half full, glass half full. Bro. Yes, yes, it is. All right, we we're we're going to set our sights back on the Eagles when we come back, Barrett. Uh, we will swing back to this game. I'm going to get your keys. What has to happen for the Eagles to win tonight over Washington on both sides of the ball? We will do that when we come back. So don't go anywhere. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. All right, let's talk about Razor Technology. Razor Technologies' comprehensive managed service provider solutions deliver constant monitoring on-demand assistance, and rapid issue resolution. Through data-vetted and insight-driven implementation, they strengthen your existing IT resources with both human power and expertise that reduces security risks and downtime while enhancing organizational efficiency and productivity. They are a strategic resource for adaptive and fast-growing companies that need help selecting, implementing, and managing their IT services. Their goal is always bigger than one project, one problem, or one upgrade. It's improving the overall functioning of their partners and helping them achieve their business objectives through ongoing synergistic relationships. Give your IT team the freedom to refocus by augmenting with their reach with Razor Technology. Contact Razor Technology today to learn how our managed services can protect and enhance your business by calling 866-797-3282, 866 877-3282 or visit them online at razor-tech.com that's razor-tech.com don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean.
At Salus University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salus.edu. We are back. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, along with Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, hitting the road to get down to uh, Ocean Casino Resort, where he will be handling pre-halftime and post-game duties for the Eagles and the Washington Commanders tonight. All right, Barrett, so let, let's dig in here. It's, um, you know, we, we've we've hit a couple things during the week last week, just sort of previewing this game. But tonight's the night, finally, uh, about six hours from now, they will kick this thing off. For you, let's start on the offensive side of the ball. What the Eagles' offense needs to do against the commander's defense tonight to be successful to win this game? Most important, they need to control the line of scrimmage. And what do you do to do that? They've got to run the ball consistently because I really think that this is going to be a breakout, another breakout game for Devontae Smith. And the reason why I say, all right, you need to control the line of scrimmage, run the ball. The most of the big routes that he would he gets open with are routes that are deep developing downfield. Right. And that's a weakness of their secondary. Yes, that's a weakness of the secondary, number one. Number two, that defensive line is good. And to just think you're just gonna be able to drop back pass on them, uh, it's gonna be really tough. So would you when you have uh, you know, when you establish the run and run the ball consistently, now you can use those longer developing routes down the field when you're going to Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. You can do that because you could use um, your your play action. And play action, they don't necessarily use it to fake the defense out and run in the ball and bring the linebackers up because that's usually what you use it for. I think they'll use it more so as a means of really putting themselves in a better position with solid protection. Solid protection meaning more than just the offensive line blocking. That means you got the five-down offensive lineman and maybe keep a tight end and a running back or maybe two tight ends in. So you can have them in at blocking, helping the offensive line, so you can have those def- those longer developing plays happen down the field. And I think that's how they're going to do it by establishing the offensive line by I mean also of uh, the line of scrimmage by running the running ball. ball, right? And I think they need something to prove. Has something to prove to this defense that they can run the ball them because they had less than a hundred yards. They had like seventy some yards on them last time they played. Mm-hmm. So. You want to make sure you go out there and stop running. Just to let everybody else know that, hey, we can run the ball when we want to run the ball. Not when right. we have to, because when we want to. And I think this is big on how they want to approach this. They must do it. Yeah, and I think that, you know, look, one of the reasons why the running numbers weren't particularly, you know, through the roof last game is just because they had so much success in the air. Yeah, you know? exactly. And who could fault them? Exactly. You know, I mean, things were going well. Um, I don't know if you, you knew it or not, but – Reports are out. Chase Chase Young is not playing in the he game. He will not be activated. Yeah, so he won't be activating the game. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I know that makes Jordan, Big Jordan, Malata, you know, took a little nap. He sleep easier right now going into this game, you know, at least for a couple hours today. You know, because yeah. that, that's the worst thing about Monday Night Football. It's so daggone long yeah. trying to get to the game. You got to wait all throughout the day. And, you know, you, you got an idle time, you know, and, and sometimes you can be almost too tired and get too much rest going into the game as opposed to, you know, knowing how to really uh, 
you know, occupy that time to make sure you're staying off your feet, number one, but number two, also doing enough that you're ready to play. You're the focus is, 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 is right where it needs to be to go out there and ball. How, um, how hard is, how challenging is the mental part of that? You know, just keeping yourself focused enough, not overdoing it or, you know, doing like mental gymnastics where you're just thinking about it too. Oh, I got this matchup with this guy and, and then it's in your head relaxing, but maybe not. I, I just feel, it feels like a really fine line to me. Like what, what, it is. what are you doing during the day? Like what typically what's your day? Well, you know, when I was playing, you know, it's been so long ago, but when I was playing, you got to do little things like you'll get up, eat breakfast in the morning time, maybe go to chapel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll probably have a meeting. Uh, they had probably had a meeting like 11, 12 o'clock, you know, just to go over a couple, you know, last minute things, you know, crossing T's, dotting your eyes. And then basically um, you're going to get there two to three hours before the game. I used to get there three hours before the game. Game started at eight o'clock. I'd be there at five o'clock. So from 12 30, one o'clock until 3 30 maybe 4.30 before you get to the game, you know, you just got to figure out what you're going to do. I would just try to take a little half hour, 45 minutes to an hour nap, get up, go over my plays again, go through some mental uh, gymnastics on, you know, how I'm seeing the game develop in front of me, Mm -hmm. being ready to play. And then um, from that point, you know, just getting ready for the game after that, you know, you can't be up too fast because this is the, this is Monday night football. I mean, back in the day, I had Hank Williams Jr. playing in the background. You know what I'm saying? Are you yeah. ready for some football? Oh, yeah, you kidding me? Yes. I mean, and, and you know, this is the, the, everybody's watching this game. Everybody, right. Not just fans, not just, you know, but the players in the league. Other players in the league are, are looking at you play. Yeah. Like the other teams are watching you play. So it's 30 other teams, but you're going to be highlighted. No doubt. No doubt. All right. So offensively, you are setting up the passing game, the deep shots by establishing the run early. Let's yeah. go to the other side of the ball. What are you doing against this commander offense if you're the Eagles defense? And I, I haven't heard anything yet on Avante Maddox. Uh, whether or not he's, it's probably not great news there. But we'll, you know, well, if we get anything, we'll pass it along. Well, I, I first of all, I'm gonna go in and establish that we can, you know, stop the run, and I'm gonna run run blitzes. That eventually turn into pass blitzes. Now, run blitzes are a lot different from pass blitzes because you usually use your Mike linebacker or you one of your will linebackers to blitz on run blitzes. You're trying to run to try to close up some of these gaps in your defense, trying to get somebody across the line of scrimmage because penetration kills all run plays. If you can penetrate the line of scrimmage, it puts you in a better um, chance. It, it makes it gives you a better chance of stopping that run because you're going to get that running back going laterally as opposed to going perpendicularly. You know what I'm saying? You want him to go laterally. That way he can't build up, you know, any speed going forward and getting out of field. Mm -hmm. Robinson, both Robinson and Gibson like to go straight downhill. They're not one of those guys who like to bounce it outside. They want to go straight downhill. They want to hit it, get it, one step cut, get down the field. These are zone running running backs. Um, So, you know, you – if you can get penetration, get up the field, make them alter and make them go sideways, it just gives you a better chance of getting out, you know, up on them and gang tackle. You got to get more than one guy uh, tackling these running backs. Because as you can see, you know, most of the guys like to run up there and try to thud them guys. You can't thud. You got to hit them and wrap up. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think Mark, Mark um, I think Epps is such a good player because he wraps up when he tackles. 
Yeah. Oh, he's a quality tackler. Yeah, he is. Yeah, we, so. I think partly because he's a smaller guy, he's got to, he always had to probably be that way. Yep. So, um, but it's, I still worry about CJ Garner Johnson. You know, he's, yeah. he's one of those guys, you know, he wants to knock guys down and, you know, you, you want him to hold, hold, hold the player up. And then, you know, you have to gang tackle after that <laughs> yeah. with him. Yeah. So, all right. So you're doing that on, on the, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, a lot of run blitzes early. Uh, yeah. I mean, the thing is, if you look at it, like I, and I like both of their running backs, Barrett, but you know, and I, I got granted Robbins is a rookie and he's coming back from a lot. So I don't, you know, I think he's going to be good. He's just, it's going to take a little while. You have to have right. patience, but neither one of these two guys are exactly crushing it in yards per carry. You know, Robinson is at 3.3 Gibson's 3.7. Their line's not very good. No, not very good at all. Hence, that's why, you know, you got to make sure that you gang tackle. Yeah. You got to be able to gang tackle. I like our, I like our odds against this, um, against this team. I really do. Because when you look at all the turmoil that's going on upstairs, it's going to be a direct reflection of what's going to happen on the field. You know, you talk about a gold standard with, with Jeffrey Lurie. And, you know, we all laughed at him when he said, like, like, gold standard you know what kind of a gold standard are you talking about you know what are the eagles well the eagles have been one of those consistently good franchises that you don't hear about a lot of stuff going on in the front office you don't hear a lot of stuff about players and how they're not happy with certain situations and all that you know i mean they they usually alleviate that problem before it happens and they're a quality organization because they care about what goes on you know they care about the name that or, or, or the emblem that's on the helmets that are out there. So you're not going to get a lot of the BS that you're getting with the, with the Washington commandos, right? The commandos right now, we're more worried about what's going on off the field than on the field. Yeah. They're, they're in that perpetual state of, you know, just Daniel Snyder craziness. Yes. Uh, all the time. Yes. Yes. It does. Yes. It does make you appreciate what the Eagles have, man. That, exactly. that is for sure. I, you know, I would say, you know, you look at this, it should be an Eagles. I mean, they're 11 point favorites in this game. It just, I don't know. It feels like it's almost too easy. And and I'm just, maybe it's from when I was a kid, the NFC East games, you always kind of just threw records out and it was a lot tighter. Look, I hope you're right. I don't see a way that Washington ultimately can slow down the, this offense with the way it can throw it on you, can pass it on you. I think you're going to see a better Mylotta. I think you're going to see a better offense. I thought the offensive line in general had Lane didn't have his best game against Houston. No. So I, I think all these guys bounce back and play really strong this week. Uh, well, you know, we know they overcorrect. Yeah. You know, whenever they say, all right, we need to make sure we get a, this player involved. Like we wanted to get Smitty involved against Washington. What he had a breakout for over 160 yards. Passing, yeah, went off. Yep. You know, receiving, I mean, then you turn around and say, all right, um, we need to make sure we, uh, we, we would get better at tackling after the Detroit game. They, tackled everything that wasn't tied down after that, you know, uh, during that game. You say we want to get Dallas Goddard involved with the offense. They overcorrected that and went at his dome, you know, killing him, uh, at running every single screen you could run to a tight end, going out of field to the tight end, picking up, you know, the crucial fourth down play with the tight end. They did everything to make sure that Dallas Goddard's game, he would be a major for, uh, point of focus for this for this team. And that's what they do. They overcorrect. Offensive line, you tell them they're having a bad game. Well, the offensive line didn't play as well as they should have this last game. There was a lot of stuff going on as far as, you know, the snap count and all those type of things. So they'll correct that. You know, it'll be overcorrected as usual because that's just how they do it. Mm-hmm. Until they find something else that they need to correct. You know what I'm saying? That's right. just how this, this team does. But, you know, they'll. this will be a game in which it's going to be – they're going to be hyper-focused on number one, 
I think getting Smitty the ball, number two, controlling the line of scrimmage, um, running the ball when they run it, but just, just a certain dominance on that defensive line because towards the third and fourth quarter, Payne and Allen went off. They had a better game in the second half than they did the first game. Mm-hmm. You know, those guys really started performing oh, and making it happen. So you want to stop those guys. And just like you said, Montez Sweat, he is he is underrated as, as far as how good he is. This kid ran a 4-3-40 at the combine at defensive end. Jeez. That's why I got drafted in the first round. Mm. So, okay, that was, what, four or five years ago? So now he's running a 4-4? Come on, man. Now, yeah, you're asking me. You ask an offensive tackle to block him. Like, if you lined up head-to-head, you guys are running 40 yards, he would blow an offensive lineman away. Now you're asking a guy to go backwards, block him while he's going backwards, and he's going forwards. I mean, it's really not fair, but, you know, this, this you know, it's the life we chose to live, you know, <laughs> blocking defensive ends, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, listen, I hear you. I will say this, too. I, I know I certainly subscribe to Taylor Heineke gives them a better chance to win than Wentz does, but – that's not saying much. Like I, he, he is right. a limited guy. He doesn't have a big arm. He will force things. He will make mistakes. He'll create. He'll he'll do some things off schedule that that you know will keep a drive alive. Don't get me wrong, but this could easily be a two three turnover game. Man, easily. You're talking about a team that you know. Tyler Hedekey, what he will give them is more of a pocket awareness than Carson did. Carson yeah. had no pocket awareness. Yeah. Like after, you know, after the defensive end ran the hump and goes around, it's like, all right, after he runs that hump, he just disappears. Yep. He's no longer a rusher before he hits and, and takes his head off. You know, that's what I told he had Carson had none of that pocket awareness. Like this guy might backtrack and come back and hit you from behind. He didn't act like he was coming back. He's like, all right, my guy's got to block him. He's going to block him for 10 minutes. No, he has a better pocket of words when he needs to run, how he's getting he'll still give the ball up, but he's still um he's still really not a a a 17 game starting quarterback in the NFL. He he'll be one hell of a backup. One hell of a backup. Could come in and give you very good reps, maybe start a game or two, but he is not a starting quarterback in the league. Agreed. Agreed. I, I wanted to ask you about this, um, and we'll see how it goes tonight. I think if your plan is in place, he'll he'll have a he'll have a big game, even though he didn't necessarily last time against them. But Miles Sanders through eight games, six hundred and fifty six rushing yards, five yards per carry, six touchdowns, which is big because he couldn't find the end zone last year. Uh, has not fumbled, has not missed a game. You know, a lot of the knocks on him: durability, uh, ball security, etc. Is he an eagle next year in your estimation? Oh, yeah. That's a I, tough one. You know what? Um, the only way I, I – you know why I say yes? Because he's going to figure out that the fair market value for him as being a running back in the league is not that good. And, you know, if you know the, the, the evil that you know as compared to the evil that you don't know, uh, it probably bodes well and bodes better for him because, you know, you're going in a predicament where – all right, this team might offer you maybe $100,000 more, but it won't be the best fit for you. Right. And he knows his fit here. And sometimes, you know, if you know what you what's expected here, you take a little less money just to be comfortable with the whole situation. Mm-hmm. You, know you think that's his, his mindset? You think that's where he'll be? You know, I don't know. I mean, because he doesn't talk much about – 
the, anything. The, the, the other good thing, is, I guess, from an Eagles perspective, it's not like to shame for running backs, but it's just the sort of the market isn't there, period. Like, I don't nah. think anybody's going to be breaking the bank for him. No, I, they're not. They're not. You know? They're definitely not. And because of that, that's why I said if he does get a big contract, it'll be it won't be as big as he'll probably get in Philadelphia or it'll be a little bit more, not enough to say, all right, I'm just going to leave this whole thing that I know that I know they love me here. Uh, it'll be a better situation for me to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a tough call uh, organizationally. And they, they have a, a, a lot of free agents, man. Uh, a whole lot, hell of a lot, you know, looking at their roster. Yeah. Wow. You know, we got, uh, you know, just going the offense on the offensive side of the ball, Zach Pascal will be a free agent. Um, you look at uh, miles, miles Sanders will be a free agent. Um, Sam Garner Malu, Menchu. is he up? Sam Malu? Yeah, Sam Malu. Garner Menchu will be a free agent. Uh, Dillard will be a free agent. Yep. Um, on the other side of the ball, let me see. Hold on. Uh, Boston Scott will be a free agent. Ian Book will be a free agent. Trey Sermon will be a free agent. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, uh, Javon Hargraves, Kaiser White, Kaiser White uh, J- TJ Edwards. Uh, CJ Garner Johnson, uh, James Bradbury, um, just Josiah Scott, Josh Job, uh, Reed Blankenship, um, you're gonna Robert see Robert Barry- Quinn, yeah, Robert Quinn, that's right, yeah, he's got the uh, the the, the options that yeah. they're, um. Howie, there's no way all of these guys get to free agency. Howie will preemptively start making some deals. Yes, they're they're definitely going to be going to extend guys. I mean, they're going to you're going to see someone restructured. Then there's going to be a deal coming. So who like who, like who like who like right I, now? Who's your major? Give me four. Give me four uh, free okay. agents that you that are must signs for you. I think they'll br- bring back T.J. Edwards at a team friendly deal because they'll give him a decent signing bonus that he may not get elsewhere. And I don't think he's maybe appreciated on the open market like he would be here. I think yep. he's a candidate to be back. Um, I think they'll bring uh, Sam Malu. You could probably get him on the cheap, even though he's a starter. I think Sam Malu comes back. I think the same. Because here White's going to be tough because he. I think he might get paid on the open market. Yeah, he's he, the way he's played. He's he's over he's overpricing. His production is is overpricing what the Eagles can pay for him. I think that Gardner Minshew fancies himself as a starter, even though he isn't, or I don't. Uh, so he he might want to try and walk. Yeah, he'll walk for sure. Um, Quinn depends on how he plays. Like he won't be an early re-sign candidate. They're gonna let no, this play out with Quinn. Exactly. Um, he hasn't done enough at this point to really say, all right, you know, you know, give me a deal. Now Dillard's gone. Yeah, he's gonna get big money too. He's gonna get well, one of those contracts is like over with Big V got to go to Detroit. Yeah. Big V got five for fifty. Yeah, he'll get he'll he'll get that. I I think they will try to resign Bradbury too. I I don't think they. Yes, I think so also. Agent. Yep, I think um, they'll try to also. Man, and he's comfortable here too, so I think that'll build bowl well for him also. Yeah, that's the thing. He he. I, I think he really loves playing with Slay and yep. likes the rest of these guys in this secondary. Probably likes Gannon's defense. That's a good thing. It's a feather I think BG goes though. I I think I, I don't know that both Hargrave and Fletcher go. One of them's going for sure. Maybe both. And I yeah, 
unless BG comes back on a super friendly team deal, which he might. Well, he might, but I think, you know, between Fletcher and Hargrave, I think they'll offer Hargrave more than they'll offer Fletcher. Yeah, and I think, look, they view it as, you know, we took Jordan, drafted Jordan Davis for a reason. And we gave we gave you Fletcher Cox a solid also. We gave him a solid. We, this we, year, we, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we definitely gave you um, over fair market value for this year's contract. Yeah, 14 a year. Um, yeah. Oh man, it's it's a tough call. It right? is, man. Yeah, you like we don't see Kazir being white. Definitely, he, I don't see him back. And it's just because he's he's, I think he's balling out. His play is, it you know, garnered some attention from people in the league. Oh, yeah, that's a shame. I, I I would love to see him back. It's love hard. To, to we we know back. how hard it is to find good linebackers, man. Love to see him back. They better hope Nico, Nicobe Dean can play. Right, exactly. Nicobe Dean, and you know a guy that um. Zach McPherson. Zach McPherson, he's not a free agent, but I think he's – they trust him. They like him enough that, you know, he'll be here. So this would kind of, you know, kind of mess things up for a guy like Josh Joe, who's a, who's a um, who will be a free agent. He only signed, you know, a one-year deal, a yeah. free agent deal. No, you're right. You're right. Um, all right, so the upcoming schedule past tonight. What a weird week it's going to be, man. They're playing the Colts. There could be a lot of discussion about the upcoming opponent. Uh, oh, Absolutely. You know, with them uh, winning yesterday, and if you missed it, Jeff Saturday's debut, they beat the Raiders. So I cannot believe that, man. I mean, how do you how do you lose how do at the, home? Yeah. At home, on top of it, how did the 49ers lose to a team that with with with? I mean, not not. I mean, the Raiders lose to a team with a coach that never coached, the most inexperienced coach ever to play the uh, to ever coach a game in the yeah. NFL. Well, you you look at it, Barrett, just not to do a whole Raiders thing, but they've lost uh, just working backwards by five, by seven. Now they got handled against New Orleans. Uh, prior to that, they won. but They the lost. Before, huh? New Orleans lost to the – I know. To the, uh, I know. Was it Detroit? Yeah. But um, if you look at, at, at the Raiders' losses, other than New Orleans, 5.7 points, 1.2 points – Six points in overtime, five points. Wow. They're the opposite of the Vikings. The yep. Vikings are a team that has figured out a way to win every single tight game. Now, you can look at that one of two ways. One is, hey, man, they're they're close game tested. They're good to go. Or they're getting fortunate. Now, they've won by three against this, – this is Minnesota. They've won by three against Buffalo, three against Washington, eight against Arizona, eight – against uh Miami seven against the Bears three against New Orleans four against Detroit and then they they handled Green Bay pretty good 23 to seven that's their wins that's how close the 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 margin is in their wins very tight very very tight I mean and but you look at their roster man they should be winning those games just by the nature of their roster they got a stacked roster man I know yeah, stack roster. Raiders. Yeah, there's too much talent there. I, they're clearly not being coached well, and I don't know that. You know, Derek Carr looks like he's he's regressing a little bit, and maybe yes. the offense isn't just being catered uh, to him the right way. Um, but yeah, there's there's way 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 too much talent for that to look like that. I Absolutely. Mean, the thing is, Devontae Adams, and he had a pretty good day yesterday. He's had his days, and there are other days where he's just totally non-existent. But exactly. You know, Carr's numbers are okay. Thirteen and five in terms of TD interception. His completion percentage isn't great. It's sixty-two point four. That's not great. 
No, you know, not at all. 2,100 yards. Josh Jacobs, you know, you would think they would just ride that running game. He's averaging 5.2 yards per carry. 821 yards, you know, not really. Mm. Um, their receivers, they, you know, Waller's either been hurt or totally non-existent. I mean, he's, yeah, he's no- on IR right now. Yeah. Five games this year, 175 yards receiving for, for a guy who looked like he was going to be in like the Kelsey, you know, Kittle conversation. Yep. And he's not that guy. But they don't even have receivers I, other than uh, Devontae Parker. There's no household name. We, no. we know Matt Collins because he yeah. was here. But, you know, Keelan Allen, Keelan Cole, mm-hmm. well, he, he didn't do anything when he was with the Jets. Matt. Then you got DJ Turner. I, I don't know anything about a DJ Turner. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, wide receivers for a uh, wide receiver from uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, like if you looked at the uh, at the disappointing teams in the NFL. Uh, so if you go NFC first, I, I this is what I thought Washington was going to be. So I can't even call them disappointing. Uh, you would definitely go Green Bay at four and six. Yes, you would absolutely. Eh, New Orleans at three and seven for sure. Definitely. Um. Arizona four and six and and the Rams three and six. Absolutely. Yeah. Those two teams. The Broncos at three and six after making the trade to get Russell Wilson and being the worst team offensively is, is just absurd. Uh, Raiders at two and seven. Yep. Colts at four and five or four, five and one for sure. Cincinnati should be better than five and four. Way better. Um, you know what? New England being five and four isn't shocking. I would probably have said six and three, but I'm not blown away by that. Yeah, it's it's crazy that we're thinking we're talking about teams that you know. There's no way Green Bay should be be as bad as they are. No None. way. None. None. Yeah, you just wonder. It was such a miscalculation. And part of this is is on Aaron Rodgers. You're going to take all that money. Something there's going to be a price to pay somewhere. But they did miscalculate. They should have done a better job replacing. Devontae Adams with some kind of veteran who's established. Well, they tried to. They tried to with Sammy Watkins. He's always hurt. Right. <laughs> He's always been hurt. Um, all right. Well, well, we'll continue that NFL discussion. We'll get into a bunch of other stuff. We'll get our predictions for tonight. John Tortorella uh, getting into it a little bit with the uh, media, saying he doesn't care. We'll do birthdays, movies. All that good stuff is in store as we roll into the final segment of the program. Along with Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports, YouTube Network. Right back. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salis.edu. Hey, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's Barrett. I'm Rob. We are hanging out with you until 3 o'clock. And uh, Derek had to take off for his other duties for tonight for the Monday night football game between the Eagles and the Commanders. All right, I want to start with this one, Barrett. It's a, it's a it's sad. It's serious. And then we'll we'll move on to some other stuff. But uh, this, this awful story from the University of Virginia where um, one of their former football players uh, sadly um, – gunned down um, a couple of his former teammates um, and, and students, fellow former fellow students as well. Um, they have this individual in custody, but he's suspected of killing three football players on the team and injuring two other students. Now there was a manhunt for him and thankfully they found the guy um, and he's, he's taken into custody, but just absolutely tragic. I mean, beyond, beyond description and beyond belief, just sad. What? I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out what what caused it all. I, I don't I don't know if they know yet. Uh, he said the um, the suspect uh, was taken into custody. You know he was he was listed as a fresh name. I'm also get they had his names out there. It's Christopher Darnell Jones. Okay, he was mm-hmm, listed as a mm-hmm. freshman running back on the eight, 2018 roster. He's he's a Virginia guy. Um, I I don't know exactly what transpired, um, but. It, it was apparently on some kind of like tour bus that had just gotten back to campus in the parking lot. Yeah, they went to DC. Right. I don't know what set them off. I don't know what happened. I really don't know. Um, it, it's hard to hard to imagine. So uh, it occurred at a parking lot 10:30 last night, um, and that's all we really know right now. Um, just just awful. Just awful. So I'm praying for that for that to kids, the kids' families, uh, that whole campus man everybody's got to be scared to death you know on that campus so anyway i I just it's life you know unfortunately um all right so moving on um a couple other odds and ends here back to to hit here i don't know about you've been watching paying attention the flyers have started to kind of fall back to earth a little bit to yep kind of what they are uh at this point and what they're going to be and you sort of knew going in when you have a coach like John Tortorella that there's going to be some fireworks and he's going to, you know, hold guys accountable, but also he's a bris- bristly kind of guy. So they've lost three straight, including a game at Columbus where he used to coach. 
Um, they had back-to-backs this weekend at, at Wells Fargo Center. They lost 4-1 and 5-1 to Ottawa and Dallas, respectively. And he's getting he's getting a little chippy. You know, he's saying, basically, I don't give a bleep what anybody says on the outside. I, I respect these guys. He wouldn't answer why he didn't talk to the media after the game against Columbus, et cetera. To me, it just reeks of, uh, put it all on me. Don't put any of it on my guys. And right. I'm perfectly fine with that. Like that's that's exactly what this is. Is him just trying to take heat off. Yeah, he's gonna fall on the sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just know that that's who he is. That's his personality. Right. He's gonna protect his players, and you know you can't fall from that. I mean, you know you you gotta you gotta you know show these guys you care enough for them that you know they'll go. Through, well, I'll go through this for you, but hey, you know you guys gotta hook me up though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You gotta hook me up. You gotta play hard enough. You know what I mean? I just want what you know. What here's what I wonder about not. You know, whatever, if he has a little back and forth with the media. But, you know, I, I think the fans understand very well what this team is and what they what they are. I mean, they're a bad team. They know that. But I just wonder, you know, if they're playing poorly and he's kind of acting like a jerk, are they going to be able to see through that and just say, hey, he's protecting their players? Or are they going to say, man, I'm tired of this guy's act? Exactly. Exactly. That's the – I mean – Will it come to a point where he, his 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 antics start falling on deaf ears? Yeah, inside that locker room, you know, and and whether they can um, whether they you know can he transition from being as that coach that hollers and everything to to them accepting who he is and 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 becoming a better team because of who he is? Right, exactly, exactly. All right, so let's hit a couple other NFLs that we didn't get into. We'll get into Eagles predictions, and then birthdays and movies here. I don't know if we touched on it enough. The Cowboys Packers game was pretty crazy. And oh. how about the Packers coming back from, from that deficit too, to be able to, to, to knock them off. They, they put up a 14 spot in the fourth quarter. Then they get the overtime. And how about McCarthy's decision not to go for the field goal Barrett in that spot in overtime? What is he thinking about? You know, he, he kind of claims that I, I guess his thought was, I know this field better than anybody else. I know the wind, I know the conditions, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, that was sort of his intimation. Like, hey, I, I know this. Like, I know he wasn't going to be able to make that. I don't know, man. I'll, look, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, number one, it just goes to show. Yes, we talk about this defense of the uh, of the of, of Dallas being so good at rushing the passer, moving around, creating havoc. You know, they're first on the team and um and and um quarterback sacks and you know hits and all that stuff, but they can't stop the run. Nope. You know, and so I'll tell you, play. I didn't think I didn't think Micah Parsons had uh, a killer day yesterday either. Well, they, he's coming down to earth also. You know, you're learning. Offensive coordinators just like defensive coordinators get paid millions of dollars to go out there and score against um, defensive defenses like that, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened. They figured out. All right, if you run the ball at him, you know he, he he's he's blocked. Sometimes he takes his, himself out of plays. Right. Sometimes he doesn't follow. He didn't go to the, you know, sometimes you have to go through the hardest place of resistance, you know what I'm saying, to make mm-hmm. the play. You can't just backdoor everything because you're big, strong, and fast. And he's taking himself out of a lot of plays because of that. Yeah. Yeah, no question. So, you so- know, and that's what's happening, you know. So you, sometimes you just got to get to where you need to get within the scheme work of the defense in order for the defense to work. And when he backdoors a lot of this stuff or overruns this stuff, it, it, it really hurts the defense as a whole. Yeah. No, look, and, and that it's – for me, just back to the McCarthy thing. And again, I didn't think it was like the most egregious thing, but it was questionable for sure. This is what I get back to in big games that I don't think this guy's a good coach. 
I really nope. don't. I think the moment gets too big for him, and I think he makes wrong decisions. And I, I can see that absolutely happening to the Cowboys in the playoffs. Well, this <laughs> it's funny you say that, man, because at this point, it'll be the same as what happened to him last year. You know, fell apart against a team. They, I mean, come on, Arizona. Come on, man. How do you lose to them? Yeah. You know, they're by far the better team. They won 12 games last year. Mm-hmm. 12. Yep. You know, we only won nine to get in. You know yep. what I'm saying? You know, so uh, it was it was it was crazy, man. It was straight crazy, you know. So yeah. right. I, I I can see this team not being where they're supposed to be yet, simply because you know, they're front runners, they're good early, and yeah, all of a sudden are. they get found out, and then they you know they go back to being the same old team. Yep. Uh, beyond that, the, uh, the chiefs beat the Jags and Doug P starts off for the, for Jacksonville with an onside kick, had a little vibe to, to Eagles 2000, didn't end up doing much with it. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're now three and seven, but Kansas city keeps rolling. I, I don't know. I, I guess we just come to expect it Barrett, but Mahomes 26 of 35, 331 yards, four touchdowns, one pick a 129.6 passer rating. Ho-hum. You know, just does this without Tyreek Hill. I, I mean, the guy is just insanely good. Uh, I, I, he does just about everything right, man, in the wrong way or the wrong thing done in the right way. <laughs> he sidearms balls. He runs out of pressure, throws across his body, flips ball. He does everything, man. But he gets those guys that believe in him, man. And they, and they, he knows how I mean, I mean, come on, Kadarius Tony. He was in New York. He was an afterthought. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that couldn't get on the field or he was hurt. Now he comes in this offense. Now he's the man. Yeah. How does that happen, man? It's coaching, simply put. You know, and, and again, and nothing against uh Dable. I think I think Tony had sort of checked out on them too, in fairness. You know what I mean? But he just feels resurrected there. And he's got a great quarterback. There's no as well as Daniel Jones has done, he's done a nice job for the Giants. Come on. I mean, come well, on. What are we yes, he has. He has, man. So, but I'm know, saying the comparison with him and Mahomes is just, there just isn't one. <laughs> just not. I mean, it's not a knock on Dan. Who is comparable? I mean, the, the, the guy is just – he's in a different universe. He is, man. He is in a different universe, man, which is – you know, you look at Allen, man. I mean, did he fall down from the sky? You know, is he? he's not flying high anymore right now. Right. Whether it's the injury to his arm or whatever, you know what I'm saying? The NFL isn't fair. He was he was the criminal of crim, the guy on top. You know, everybody wanted to emulate him. You know, you know, your, your daughters wanted to date him. <laughs> well, I, now, now look at him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I he the scary thing for me is it feels like he's forcing things late games and now. That's that's it. That's it. You know, well, he's it's used, four turnovers now in the red zone in the last two weeks. Trusting his arm to do more than what it's capable of doing. Yeah. And see, that's one of the little things, the little things that you see from Jalen that you don't necessarily see from everybody else. Jalen understands his self limitations, mm. but he also understands what he can where he can push the envelope at. We don't really sit back and think about the little things that he does to 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 make that offense work. His the way he reads RPOs, I mean. It's hard to run the offense that he runs. It's not just everybody can run this offense. His reading of what conceptually they're trying to accomplish in the in the offense is 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 
above even what we conceptually think about on how he's running this offense. Like they read so many different things on even on a run play. They right. read the defensive end crashing or staying outside. They they read the outside linebacker being too far out or being too far in. If that linebacker's in too far into the box, he's gonna throw the slant play on the outside. If that if that linebacker's too far outside and that end crashes, he's gonna go give it to the running back. He's gonna keep it and run around and and go, you know, take it for a first down. Mm-hmm. If that end uh tries to slow play it and 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 you know on the outside to play him. He's going to hand it off to the running back. The running back gets up and gets, you know, yardage. There's so many schematic things that we don't understand and we don't see that they put on his shoulders to make him responsible for how they read this offense. It's crazy. I mean, they took took an offense against the best defensive player in the world at the time, Michael Parsons, and utterly rendered him useless because – Either he was getting read and unblocked or getting blocked and they're still reading him. He was Dan if he did, Dan if he didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's just how good that this look this this kid is, man. I mean, he does a lot of stuff really, really well, man. Yeah. Really well that we don't give him credit for. I agree. We we take for granted yes. um a lot of things, but like the ball security. The, the the sense not to force things um and these are rare traits for a 24 year old right you know right. i mean we, we we're talking about josh allen josh allen's not like some old you know guy but he you know he he makes mistakes he's making a lot of young man mistakes and we haven't seen that all year from jalen i mean think about it. he's fumbled once and that was a strip sack in the pocket which wasn't even necessarily his fault thursday against the uh the uh, texans but other than that what's he thrown two picks you know, in addition to that, I mean, he is just, he's really taking care of the football for a guy who's got it in his hands as much as he does when he throws and he runs it. He's got two interceptions and one fumble and that's it. I mean, that's but, it. I mean, what is it? The plus 15? Is that sustainable? That's what keep it to ask me. Is it plus 15 ratio of, of turnovers? Is that sustainable over the course of the year? I, I don't, don't care. That, I don't know about that degree, but he, they, they're, I think they're going to have a great plus minus when it's over. But see, I don't care. I don't care to even ask the question because as long as he's not doing it, I'm not even gonna bring it up. Why should I even bring it up? Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's, it's it's imperative, you know, that I keep on saying what I'm saying to people. We don't need them to lose just so they can come back down to earth. I'm and with you. On know that. That they don't need to lose. They don't, why? Why? You you teach yourself how to lose. Losers have that type of mentality. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing until you until you uh, lose focus. As long as they stay focused, hell, they can win as many games as they want. I've been, I've been in a situation where I won 15 straight games in a row. NFL team, we won 15 straight games in a row. We lost in the championship game to the eventual Super Bowl champion Pitts, um, um, uh, Patriots. Patriots. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be an all-Pennsylvania Super Bowl. For the first time, we lost We lost focus. Uh, I think it was more so because of Spygate. That's when the Spygate first started from when they – Whatever they did to figure out what we were doing in that championship game, I can remember sitting back and they were, you know, they had the flu and everything the night before. They were sick as a dog the night before, still came out and kicked our ass. And I can remember being on the field and them calling our plays before we even got them. Yeah, I hear you. I hear. You. Well, the, look, the other thing that stands out 
with the Eagles is they're just, you can just see they're well coached. You know, they're well prepared for whatever the, the opponent's bringing to the table. And they, they're one, two steps ahead of the opponent on what they're doing, both offensively and defensively that, you know, Jalen deserves a ton of credit, but so do Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni that, you know, to have him as prepared as he is every yep. single week. Exactly. He's done everything. You know I mean? They, they don't make cost of the mistakes. They, they play the game the way it's supposed to be played, man. And, mm-hmm. You know, to expect them to lose, man. I just think that's just. I know. I don't. I don't. Like, I don't think that you don't. This team can handle it. I I, yes. I feel confident enough that they can handle whatever that extra absolutely. burden is. And I think we 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 make more of that than it is. But we do. We absolutely. Uh, yeah, do. I, I don't feel like oh, you need to lose to get some adversity or reset. No, you don't. No, you I, don't. I, I don't. No, nope, no. Nope. Just so you stay hungry. Forward. No, they're going to yeah. be hungry regardless. This team, this team crosses their t's and dots their eyes better than anybody in the league. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They've always got the mentality that all right, it's it's the next game. Yeah. It's the next uh it's the it's the next quarter. It's the next series, it's the next play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the mentality they have. Amen. As long as I'm they keep you. that mentality, the, the sky's the limit for this team, man. Mm-hmm. The yep. sky's the limit for them. I agree. I agree. All right, let's hit some birthdays and then we'll circle back at predictions for the Eagles, Barrett. All right, so guess what? Devontae Smith. The Slim Reaper. Be a nice little birthday gift to go crazy on the commandos, right? Uh, exactly. Take care of business. He's 24 today is uh, is number six. The, yeah, the Slim Reaper. Right? Great nickname. Uh, I know that was Durant's <laughs> originally, but so what? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But so that's that's cool. 24 years old. Um, King Charles, formerly Prince Charles. Wow. Yeah, 74 years old. Uh, don't care, but it's, it's <laughs> what I pointed out. <laughs> I just thought I'd point it out. Yeah, great. Anyway, um, Claude Monet, the artist, was born on this day in 1840. He's got he is a, he was an amazing uh, artist. Uh, Josh Dumal, the actor, is uh, 50 years old today. Um, Condoleezza Rice is 68. Man, she I would have guessed 10 years younger. Right, at least. me too. Me too. At least. Me too. Uh, Patrick Warburton, you may not be familiar as familiar with the name, but he was putty on Seinfeld. Uh, so he is 58 years old. Travis Barker, the drummer from Blink 182, who's married to one of the Kardashians. I don't know which one at at this point he's married to one of them is 47 years old. Uh, Brian Keith, the actor was born on this day in 1921. Yanni, the musician is 68 years old. Kurt Schilling. Oh, okay. Philly. okay. Yeah, Shill is 56 years old uh, today. That's all I got. Uh, uh, birthdays. You got any birthdays, Barry? Uh, you 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 got Travis Barker, right? Yes. Uh, which I don't know which one he's married to. He's married to one of them. Yeah, yeah. Then um, Tommy Lee. Tommy, Tommy Lee Lee's Jones. birthdays today. Yeah, Tommy Lee. I mean Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee, the, the drummer. Yeah. Yeah. Motley Crue. Okay. You got Ringo Starr. Oh wow. Ringo Starr is 82. That's three drummers are all born today. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? That Tommy is absolutely... Lee, Barker, and uh, Ringo. Wow. That is crazy. Real crazy. Uh, there's a couple football players because they they my boys. You know, that's why I got them. Right. Um, let me see. When we go back, we go. I had to go back to where I was. Um, a couple football players. Batman. Yeah. Who else? yeah. <laughs> um, my boy, uh, Aaron Taylor, Notre Dame guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He's it, a it, broadcaster now. That yes. guy had, he had an excellent career. Forty nine. Um, yeah. uh, my boy Lawyer Malloy. He's forty eight. Good career. Really. Good uh, career. Played against you know me and my. He's this is definitely my boy too. Dana Stubblefield. 
Yep. Uh, played with Kansas. Yeah. Uh, was the HGH the first guy to get caught get pop for HGH? Oh yeah. That's him. Uh, yep. Before Jerron Deron Jenkins, he's forty eight. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know T. Y. Hilton, but it's his birthday too. T. Y. Hilton of the uh, Colts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I think there's a couple more. Man, there's, there's so many. Oh, um, Lil Boosie. That's that's my guy, Lil Boosie, the rapper. And then um, uh, um, Russell Simmons. I mean, uh, Joseph Simmons, who's Russell's brother, who from Run yeah. DMC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his birthday. Yeah, man. And uh, that's it, man. That's all I got. That's okay. All, I got all right. Uh, movies. 1986 Hoosiers came out, the uh, Gene Hackman movie. Great movie. Great, great movie. movie. The Jackal came out in 1997. Another great movie. I mean, I, I, that movie there, man, I, I, that's when I became a real, real fan of, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, played the Jackal. Uh, I can't, how can I? It's at the tip of my tongue. Hold on. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah. Um, hold on. I got I to gotta, I gotta look it up now. Now oh, you made me look it up. I know. I, I should have. Uh... Yippee Kaye, mother. Yeah, Bruce. I'm sorry, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. That's his name. Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Richard Richard Gere. Uh, yep. Sidney Poitier is in it. Uh, Jack Black. Yeah, it's, yep. it's a good cast. Yep. It was really a good, good cast. cast. Really good cast. Um, what was the other one? Oh, Master and Commander. Uh, oh. with Russell Crowe. Yeah, the old movie. Uh, the, the um, Captain's movie. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, that's all I got. Movies. You got any movies? No, I don't do movies. I do movies. <laughs> uh, this is Scott says best sports movie. Um, I would put Hoosiers in my top five. I would I would put Hoosiers there. I'd put the Natural there. I mean, I, there's a lot of them. There's a right, lot of sports right. movies I love, but I I would definitely put the Natural right there. I just just Mine Hackman is, is it's the sport of kings. Oh, Football. Wildcats! Wildcats! <laughs> yes. Uh, Goldie Hawn. Yes. Uh, and the guy who played Bubba Gump. Yeah, 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 and Michael uh, T. Williams, and, oh, and Woody, listen. Woody's in it. Woody Harrelson. That's right. Yeah, Woody, I thought you were gonna talk about the uh, the towel scene. There is a towel scene. <laughs> a younger Goldie Hawn. Let's just put it that way. The towel's a little too short. Yes, <laughs> yes, that was prime, prime-ish Goldie Hawn back then. Um, good, very uh, f- funny, light sports movie. It's not, you know, it, it's not the Hoosiers, but it's really good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, yes, I would agree. People have uh, the natural. They have remember the Titans. I would agree with remember the Titans. One hundred percent. Good work out of Duck. Uh, all those. All right. So we got about five minutes looking at the game. You feel like this will not be a sweat kind of game. Like no, he's going to handle them from from start to finish kind of game. Yes, I, you know, and only because this team has been, you know, they they've been. Everybody say, oh, they haven't been tried yet. Yes, they have been tried. Yes, they have went through adversity. They were down 14 nothing against Jacksonville, mm-hmm. came back, made it a close game against Dallas, you know, until they just ran away with it. I mean, if they bumped their head against the wall, they just keep coming back because they're a disciplined team that understands what they have to work on. And they work on it each and every week. Why do we have to lose in order for us to be all right, to be great? I just really think this roster is better, number one, than their roster. That's my number one thing. Our roster is better. Number two, our quarterback is better. The two things you need to win football games. Number three, our front office is not wearing on us like their front office is wearing on them. It's not win-win for the big gipper for them because they don't care about anything Snyder does. Mm-hmm. And, and they got so much turmoil in that locker room, you know, with the quarterback system and everything else. 
they're not worried about anything. You know what I'm saying? They're, they they got to get ready for Sunday, and they can't get ready for Sunday simply because what's going on upstairs and in that locker room. As so much they're firing coaches, this is just not a disciplined team, and they don't deserve to win like we deserve to win. The Eagles deserve to win. That's right. my stick. I think the Eagles win. I think it's a little bit closer than uh, than a, a lot of people maybe do. Um, I think ultimately there is going to be a mistake made by Taylor Heineke that will seal it. And I think the Eagles, once again, when they need it, will go to their running game and, and pound Washington into submission with their running game. And I think that's how they – they ultimately win this thing. Like I think it's somewhat close into the maybe like the third quarter, somewhere around there, and I think the Eagles pull away probably late third into the fourth, and they end up winning the game, which sets up nine and zero for next week as they go to Indianapolis. But I think the Eagles win. I would probably stay away from the eleven points. I think it's somewhere around ten ish. So if I again if I was betting, I'd probably jump on Washington, but I don't bet against the Eagles, so I would not do that. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with this thing. I think you're going to see another really good performance, uh, from Jalen. I think, I think Devante on his birthday, I think skinny Batman slim Reaper has a good game. Uh, AJ is going to do what AJ does. And so is Dallas Goddard. There's just so many weapons here offensively. The stream uh, has it, man. The stream has it, man. That's where I'm going 32, 14. You see Patrick C 31, 13. Okay. Yeah. A lot, uh, Steve, a lot of that 31, 13 Mullins, yeah. you know, 35, 13, Sean, 36, 17. All right. I believe in him also. I'm, I'm saying 32, probably 32, 12, somewhere around there. That's where 12. I am. Okay. You know, that 32, is a unique 12, 32, 14, something like that, man. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's the case, you will definitely be beyond the midway mark of the season and undefeated at that point, if they're able to do that. And that you, all you want to do is keep stacking NFC East wins too, and conference wins, which would be a double whammy for this one. And certainly at this point, if you will have won the game, you will have swept out Washington you will have already had a win over the Cowboys as well with the Giants on deck pretty soon. I mean, you don't get the chance to face the Giants, you know, for a little bit here, Barrett. Um, mm-hmm, but you will mm-hmm. get them twice a little bit later in the season. All right. So we're back uh, same time tomorrow. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. You have the National Football Show with Dan Cilio. And uh, also want to thank Xander Krause producing the program. Derek back tomorrow for the, uh, for the full boat as well. So I uh, want to thank everybody in the chat room, everybody streaming. Everybody listening, you guys are absolutely the best. We will be hitting the Eagles right out of the gate tomorrow. So we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. And again, stay tuned for Dan Cilio and the National Football Show. Barrett, yeoman's work out of you, man, yes, doing sir, your morning you show. And it, as well as uh, carrying it for us as well. I will see you tomorrow, my friend. Everybody have a great Monday. Enjoy the game, and we will talk about it tomorrow. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. 
If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.